Hello and welcome to an early edition of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for having us. Uh, we're getting in nice and early. We are. Chris's motto to life. <laughs> Pretty much it's what I do. Well, you love life. Well, yeah, okay. um, <laughs> and it's very exciting. So most people should have Sunday afternoons off and evenings off. But uh, it is our birthday week. It is our birthday week. It is our That's... birthday week. Um, speaking of which, let's have a quick little cheers. We should have a cheers to us. <laughs> to us. <laughs> To, to Robbie Gray getting injured. Oh, we, we got to go there early. Look, I suppose us, it doesn't feel like we're going early because football seems to like been going on forever. That is true. Right? That it, is. Do, it doesn't end. <laughs> it doesn't end. It doesn't end like my love for Katrina. <laughs> who may be listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you go. Oh, look at well, you. Just getting some brownies. She may be listening. We Chris. love you, Katrina. Um, can I also say, um, we'll have to do a score check, but SPS did not do very well, Chris. No, he didn't. He no, did not. No. But he, he did all right. You know, in a loss. Yes, yeah, 70. Yeah. 74, I think. They should have won. We'll get into that. I, um, I didn't watch it. We Sunday. are currently waiting for Supercoach to open live so we can actually see the break-evens and all of the rest. But first things first, we are on facebook.com forward slash Insider. Yep. Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, so much great work goes on Twitter. Uh, we are sc underscore insider underscore. Yep, and uh, twitch.tv, which is what a lot of people are watching us on right now. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash sc underscore insider. And on YouTube and all major podcast platforms. Yes. Got it right this week. So Spotify. I um, know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, you name it. There's so many. Pretty uh, much. So many audio platforms, which we will upload this audio tonight. Yep. And um, So tell us all. We're all in suspense. How did you go this week? What's your uh, overall Not score? too bad. Uh, I have Setterfield still on my bench waiting for him to come back next week. Hopefully he gets named next week or I might just have to, you know, stroll on down to Bunnings. But um, Is it next week that he plays? Oh, he plays this... Well, he, Again, I'm getting he confused. Should, he should cause... be playing this week, except uh, if they, they might go, oh, you need it around in the seconds to give yourself some confidence. Nah. Which I hope not. So, uh, look, I did pretty well. Another um, week of Paulson and they're ready to... Another, yeah, that is true. He should come in instead of Paulson. But um, look, I did quite well. Um, Petrocelli on field, Parker on field. My forward line is my weakness at this point in time. However, with Clark being out, I was able to... I put Hora on field. I emergencyed um, Dersma. So I took his score, took Scrimshaw off there. Yep. Uh, emergencyed Stack, which meant I could take Butters off field. And that worked out. So I won points on both of those lines, which was really good for me. Um, I was a bit worried, but luckily VC'd Neil, so did quite well. And if I go to my team, I think I scored 2,211 or something, or 2,214. Decent. Decent enough. I think, with, I think that's a lot. I was it's, on it's, track it's, for a big score, but because Crips and Danger... I think and, that actually helped you a lot more than you think. I'm hoping so yeah, as well. Because so, I think a lot of people would have had Captain Crips yep. or Captain Danger. So 2,216. Yeah. So those people that did you're not getting hurt by those big captain scores. So they may have scored 2,300. Now they're only scoring 2,200. Well, if you, didn't v- scored... if you didn't VC somebody on the Wednesday, Thursday, and you don't have Neil, then you were in big trouble. Yeah. 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 Big Points trouble. wise. Well, I mean, it really bridged the gap for me because um, I had two really poor on-field scores. So I ended up with 2,138 this week. So a lot less than you. Um, but I had Robbie Gray on field for uh, a nice little 54. 
Uh, and also had Butters on the field for a 46. Um, so those two really impacted my scoring, um, especially considering that I, you know, pre you know, on the podcast last week, I was saying that I was going to trade um, Butters down to Ross. Yes. And I didn't do it. Didn't pull well, the trigger. Ha- yeah, we weren't expecting Haitley to get a 95 in his first game. Uh, and which- Well, uh, the, the issue was, and you, we, we spoke about this off air earlier, is that if we had known that Haitley wasn't going to get game two, I probably would have Ross would have been yeah. Ross would have been yeah. in more people's sides. But, uh, I would have pulled. And the trigger. thing was, is that this is the anomaly though. You don't often get a Wednesday night game, a Thursday day game before you're looking at five what, PM teams, 14, 14 teams. You don't know what yep. who's playing. So if you went early, which obviously at this point it was the right move for those mm-hmm. that went with um, Baker and is it Baker? It's Baker, right? Uh, yeah, Baker, yeah, Liam ba- Baker, yeah. yeah, Baker and Ross. Then I still wouldn't have gone Baker at any. No, so, but, but he did yeah. well. He had a good yeah. game. Um, I know a lot of people that did, which is good for them. And I mean, they were playing the D's in the end. I can't believe I said they would win. I I still tip them. Oh, did uh, you really? T- I, I, t- I tipped them. Too. I tipped them by twelve. But I, I remembered after. I'm like, I thought. I'm like, oh, I've I've definitely got Richmond locked in here. Check my tips after the game started. No, I'd, I'd, I'd left. <laughs> Richmond played better so, for longer but, for sure. Because at the start of the season, I go through and I, I select all tips. Um, just based on what I think at the start of the season, then I just adjust them if I need to on the week. And you didn't adjust. I didn't adjust. You didn't. So uh... for some reason at the start of the year, I thought now we're going to beat Richmond in round six. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think that's um that's that's too far. But the, the problem mark. is, is that and a lot of people will know this because we you get you, the Wednesday and the Thursday game they play before the teams are announced. So if you have a premium out or one of those fifty fifties that you could upgrade, if you yep. went early. And some people went early on Haitley. They put it in, they did their trade, and then teams are announced. And too bad, it's locked in. So I waited. I thought, I'll wait. And then once the teams are announced, I already knew I was going to miss those first couple. And unfortunately for us, those that actually did go early and locked those ones in and made those changes before teams announced, they this week are the winners. Yep. And for those that were like, oh, well, we'll just wait because you know now we still have one option. Um, yeah, we still got Will from the Hayes. dogs. Yeah, we got Will Hayes, which will be the option. He However, okay, and I think he'll keep playing, but he's scoring yeah. output doesn't seem fantastic. But Ross had a really good game, and it looks like he's going to make a hundred k in two weeks. So yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. You missed out on Stack and Ross, and you're sitting there with your butters. I do, I do. Yes. Um, um, anyway, uh, so look, that was our week in a nutshell. We'll probably get to rankings, etc. Later. I think that the pass score for this week, based on the last couple of days, will probably be around 2150 So. Um, as opposed to, I think at the start of the week, there was a lot of people running around yeah. with predicted scores of 2350, 2400. Although Liberatore was predicted for a 140. So, yeah. I mean, don't always... Liber has a bad week. McRae goes, eh. Don't listen to Bonk your predictions. Goes, eh. Yeah. Crips and then, um... Danger. Danger. Went, eh. Yeah. And that, that pretty Everyone much just, yeah. week, so. I was on track for like 3350, I think, and yeah. ended up with 22. So, uh, I'm happy I there. Was, I was on track for like... 2100 all week like at so, best so before we get to yeah. the the twitch uh there's a lot of people commenting which i love um, we do love thank you very much what we're going to do today we're going to go through a quick analysis of what we've seen so far through this round yep. um we're going to touch on once it opens supercoach opens we're going to go through the break evens etc thursday night we're talking about getting together for after teams announced like 7 p.m ish and do a bit of a half an hour kind of going through the actual announcements uh, just for a quick one because it's easy to say at this point in time who we would do you know who we'd, we'd put in who we're thinking about doing yeah who we and actually do is very different thursday will answer a few more yeah. specifics on uh trade options and, and i think and now that the teams uh everyone's starting friday to night game now too it's a friday yeah, night game which God. means everything should be announced 
yep. by the first bounce of the game, which is amazing. I can't. And I wait. think I think for us and for everyone out there, if you're looking at doing trades, which you obviously should be doing from now on, it's upgrade season. So um, anything that you're looking at and that you do want questions on, you can ask us live on Twitch. Uh, when we're doing our Thursday night pod, and it's going to be a lot easier for you guys as well. Yep. So, and let's not forget, enjoy. it's only five rounds until the first buy. That's true. That's yep. true. We got five rounds, and then the first buy. So excellent. So let's start the first game of the round. So Richmond versus Melbourne. Oh, you're just snobbing the the Twitch people. Are there any oh, good, are we going to go? Are we, there any good comments? No, there's, there's plenty of good comments. Okay, let's go. go well, right. We've got a little bit of time until Supercoach gets it done. Let's see if there's any good comments. I like here. it. All right. Well, okay. For first of all. Uh, Swiss says what to do with Whitfield. So with Whitfield, um, Leon Cameron announced after the game that they're going to assess him later in the week. He may even play. Yes, he'll bleed cash, but if you've got him, you've got to hold him. Oh, and if and he's if going you to miss, I think him. he might miss a week. It's only a corked... I know it's a badly corked quad, but a week at best, right? Maybe two? Yeah. Either way, it holds. Well, yeah. If or well, if you have him, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. hold. He's, yeah. But the reason you hold as well is that um, someone actually did a predictor outline. If he scores a hundred in his next two games, he drops below five hundred thousand. Yeah, which is great for me. <laughs> yeah, and me yeah. too. So I'm I'm eyeing off already. Once he drops, well, I'm jumping on. The re- the reason why it's a valid question is I did have someone ask me uh, via message, should I trade Whitfield to Lloyd over the next week? Well, or if so. you don't have him, but then. Well, I mean, that's hard though. The question is based around, I've you know, Whitfield's worth X amount right now. Lloyd's worth X amount. You could probably do it in one trade. Yes. Um, Whitfield will drop, and then you'll probably so, so you're, you're gaining you know what hundred grand, grand, but you're spending two trades, two trades to do it, right? Instead, but you're already going to trade. You're going to spend one trade to get him anyway. Yeah. So really, you're burning one trade for a hundred grand. Yeah. So I, yeah. I can understand where the thought process is. Seems trades like- are just worth more than that. Like, just hold him. Like, the, the defensive rookies are good enough right now that you should be able to throw a scrimshaw on field or some or a Callum Wilkie who... Especially in defense. Callum Wilkie, I think he might be the highest averaging um, defender, defensive rookie right now. No way. He's He got another... He got a 73 on the weekend. Okay, maybe following he, up from his 112. Okay, maybe he would be. I think, he's, I think he might be up there. I think anyway, he might be. Someone might look into later in the week. Well, you could probably go for a premium. Yes, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, so, definitely hold. Uh, Kato23 says, hello, welcome back. In Ben's, hello, oh, in Ben's voice. Oh, that's really nice. Um, best downgrade options this week. Downgrade options. Oh, okay. Um, probably. We'll we get, we will get, we'll get through that once. Same as, same as with the, uh, the more to Caleb Daniel. We'll get to sort of that stuff in a little bit. We will. Um, yep. yeah. Cause that'll be just, yeah, changing. It'll all depend on what they, what the prices change to based on, uh, Supercoach opening, which will probably happen while on this podcast. So, once we get through the round review, we'll be able to go right through break evens and all that stuff at the end. Yes. Make and you know then we can have a better idea of our downgrade and upgrade targets for next week. Have a look at the bubble boys, etc. So it's a little bit of a switched around. Yeah, pod, I it, suppose. And if it doesn't open live, then you know I know no one better than us than to talk crap for a little while until <laughs> until it happens. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. It's pretty much what we do, especially this guy. Um, thank you very much. I am too old, too slow. Says good, good uh, evening, <laughs> gents. <laughs> Uh, what a great way to spend a Sunday night. Well, I agree. I yeah. mean, you've got you got freaking My Kitchen Rules fucking grand final somewhere in some other room, which no one cares about, let's be honest. Yeah. Except for my partner. She's in the next room. <laughs> well, it is good because the round finishes. People are usually free on a Sunday night. And for those who are paying attention, probably on their commute tomorrow morning, they'll be like falling over themselves. What the hell? We, yeah. got, we got a podcast to listen to on it's Monday. True. I hate Mondays except for today because we are online, Chris. Who doesn't love that? Um, so Swiss says as well, Darcy Moore, Tim Kelly. So that's another one to look yes. at. 
Um, Darcy Moore lads, to anyone was seem pretty popular. A few burns this week. Struggled and only made uh, 2,090 when I was predicted to go 2,350. Wow. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, and look, I think you're not alone there. I think a lot of people were there. Uh, guaranteed he had Libertore. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's an extra 100 predicted that he missed out on. Well, look, at the end of the day, uh, in, in my opinion... I still think Libba was a great selection. He's probably done his job at this point. I think well, he's five. He must be over five hundred. He has, but not only that, his average. He was averaging like one seventeen or something. So yeah, so a now 60 it's score, awkward. It's, like it's balanced out a bit. His price gen, yeah. Now it's like, is it worth trading him or do you hold he's him? He's done. No, I'd get rid of him. He's yeah, done your job. I you can go one down, one up. To I a never premium. considered him to be. He was an upgrade. Yeah, he's always a stepping stone. For he me. would make two hundred grand. I don't see. Well, him I can see why people would hesitate. Well, he's an easy upgrade now. Yeah. So, 100%. Uh, and Anders, a Sir Bath Knight, finished with 22.93. Well done, sir. That's a nice very score. nice score. Um, he obviously didn't have Petrotelli on his field. Yeah. Um, so, Swiss says, how bad is, is Supercoach when you get beaten by someone without Danger McRae and Crips? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's out town. Sorry. Bro. Yeah, it would be the anomaly. The one week you would lose to that person. I hope it's a cash league. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan77 uh, says, 260K in the bank and 27 trades. Few decisions to come. Yeah, it's a good, good position to be in. Um, yeah. Cash I'm is the big very, thing. Yeah, I'm probably very similar because I've got 28 trades and about 90K. So with one downgrade, I'd be fairly close to that yeah. same bank mark. I think I've got 27 and 50. I think that's pretty common, yeah. 27 and 50, yeah. For, uh, some people have got Around 21, about 21 trades. Yeah, um, but the, the thing with Libertore is his average throughout the season has already projected... He's already pushed you into higher ranked numbers. Yep. How well he has started has already pushed you into rank like high ranked numbers. I saw somebody saying, oh, thank God I kept um, Taranto. Taranto with a 130. Oh, thank God I actually held on to Taranto. And that I was like, five weeks of poor scoring. Well, I just said, I was week, like, so, yeah. okay, 130 this week. So his average goes from 95 to 100. He's already cost you five rounds. So one yeah. round of good. Yes, it's great that you held on to him and he's finally pulled through with a great score. But he's now averaging 100. Over the whole scheme Failed of the premium year. premiums should already be out of your team. Correct. And you picked him to be a top 10, not to average 100. So yeah. I think um, him and Brayshaw, I think, are the two in that. And probably Steele as well. And as well. Brad, no, but they're, they're mid-pricer. I reckon, you know, you picked Steele because you thought he was a top 10. You picked, um, sorry, uh, Brayshaw and yep. Taranto as those breakout candidates to go top 10. But I the think same, they're all done. They're toast. And yep. at the same time, we did say Brouch, though, that you would have to upgrade him. Yep. And he hasn't been giving you premium numbers that people yeah, were Yeah, the expecting. only one you wouldn't at the moment is Rocky. Yeah, Everyone Rocky, Rocky, Rocky's Dom Sheed's gone. Brad Crouch is Sheed's gone. Sheed's gone. Brad Crouch is gone. Um, and you'd probably hold like outside of the midfield. You'd look at you'd hold Williams at the moment. Yeah, especially with Whitfield down a little bit. And even Matt Crouch has been a little disappointing. For he has a, been. He has. But he's but still averaging well because of his first he game. He's so but consistent. I think his lowest game is what like 95? 90, 93 like, or something. Like, he just yeah. keeps hitting yeah around the mark. So, you, so. You, you're almost like eh, I'll let it go. And Adelaide aren't playing that well. No, yeah. and he'll he'll be one to turn it around anyway. But definitely. Um, yeah, hundred percent Libertore. He has been making cash once his break yeah. even gets too high i think you literally move him to a premium he's done his job he's made you 200 grand you started him over an oliver and at this point in time you can nearly sideways trade i think it'll cost you not even much oliver's 105 looks great this week compared to the other premium scoring i know <laughs> and he's the butcher as well and everyone's yeah, exactly. upset oh, you man. Got, it's literally butcher town brad crouch butchered it Yep. Had so many contested ball, but A, butchered the ball. Um, it's interesting Canilio because a lot of it. the guys who, who won the most possessions for their team on the day, they all got, um, yeah. they all had really poor that, scores. Yeah, they poor yeah, scores. So Dangerfield still had 30 today. 
Um, I think Oliver uh, had 32. Dangerfield went at like 50%, yeah. which I'll have a look in a second. I think Camilio had four Dangerfield goals started off, his first quarter, he was going at 20% disposal efficiency. What? He was on 11. Yeah, Horrible. He, he can do that from um, time to time. ended up dislocating his finger or something, played forward, kicked four goals. Yep. But again, he also went at like 50% disposal efficiency. Um, you look at Brad Crouch, went at 60%. So he wasn't as bad, but he got contested ball and then didn't do much else outside of that yeah um yeah so people that butchered it this week really did not score well no nah, and that's that's the theme with super coach anyway yeah if you don't um, like it Blakey go play says, dream team. uh score 23 10 good good week for me that's yeah well done mate great week um it says uh tatum sn says the best two times we've had the female ump the free kick count has been 39 oh wait so the, the last two times we've had the female ump the free kick count has been 39 23 and we've lost both games under a Goal. Reckon Carlton. she's a Pies fan. Oh, Carlton. Oh, must be a Carlton man. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, see the game today, so I'm going to... I saw a bit to... of the, the Hawks one, although uh, Bruce did the old sneaky, sneaky. So what happened is he, he caught the ball literally on the boundary line. So the angle should be the most impossible angle, and then he tries to run on. So he's already trying to do... You know how they do like two steps back, sideways step, two steps back, sideways step. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of done that back sideways. So she's like, that's your line. And then she's too busy looking at everyone over here to make sure they're five meters back. And once she turns her head away from him, he literally just goes, dun, 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 dun. Steps back out. I'm over here. She looks back at him and then he goes, step, step. And he's already like two meters inside the boundary line and then just snaps it straight in. Huh. And BT, I effort. think it was someone, the commentator, maybe BT. I think it was. That's a pretty good effort. Because he keeps that. calling everyone the wrong name, BT. Who knows? So many times this week. BT. Yeah, I think a lot of them are, but I mean, they're all getting old. So I know, I was thinking. At some point. Oh, oh, I, can't I was um, too busy watching the Avengers Endgame and it was fucking amazing, but um, I won't say anything about the movie to our followers out there. Just go see it. Just go do it. Yes. Um, um, speaking of which, BT, Friday Night Footy, and I did not enjoy Friday Night Footy that much. I actually found, I don't know why, maybe it's North Melbourne. Maybe they don't, uh, you know, Higgins was out, so there goes a big key attraction, but... I don't know. I don't know if it's North, but BT's after. For anyone that actually saw it, that's on this uh, Twitch or anything like BT. Oh, the roaming Brian. Oh, it was so awkward. It was so funny. Yeah, he's it, going, it, it does get awkward at times. Yeah. Dersma, whose first year footy, probably 18, has a girlfriend who's in school, like 17 or 18 or whatever <laughs> she is. And BT's like, oh, what did he get you for Valentine's Day? And she's like, oh, well, he got something delivered to school. And BT's like, oh, my, like, what the hell? Like, full puzzle, puzzled. Um, BT had no idea. Asked Rockcliffe who he was living with. He's like, oh, my missus and my kid. And then Rocky's cracking up. I actually enjoyed Rockcliffe because he's sitting there just like, yeah, mate, like laughing at BT on how crappy he is. It was so funny. Fair enough. Anyway, sorry. Right, sorry for the ramble. Uh, so he's got 21-22. Having all the underperforming primos killed me. Yes, uh, that I think it killed a lot of people, so you're not alone. Um, Wiffle was on one leg. That's on Kato 23. Yes, yes, he was. Very low score. Uh, Liver to Josh Kelly. I love a good Josh Kelly. And Josh Kelly looks so con- uh, consistent, but we will get into them when we talk about He GWS. has been very consistent. Um, Hoare is averaging more than Wilkie, but has played less games. Yes, that's true. Um, you uh-huh. who, uh, hope you're enjoying my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> Katrina's in the chat. So what's a, a, a Ward Cat 91? Oh, okay. I see. A bit of a 91 theme. Cat. I like it. I didn't know she was a 91 girl. I like that. I respect that. Well, no, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? Uh, I was going <laughs> to... Yeah, just stop yeah. it. <laughs> uh, what to do with Cogs if he misses a few games with injury? I don't think he will. It's just a... It was just a dislocated finger, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, unless he has surgery or something. Unless he pulls the rubber grade. It's unlikely for them to miss a game from a dislocated finger. So see how that goes. But we'll, we'll continue on. 
And uh, JR Stiff says, what up, fellas? What up? How you going, JR Stiff? Hey, All hey, right. Hey. All so right. let's well, get into start it. Start off on Richmond versus Melbourne. We will. Um, it was good. It was good having a, a short gap between football, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> and, and I did enjoy it. Uh, Melbourne were pretty good to start with. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Tom McDonald was swung back. And... Yep. Someone, by the way, I can't, who's sneaky, that, I can't remember who that journalist was though. Trying to make it out like there was some big story, like some late news. Oh, probably Tom Brown. That guy's always freaking. I don't think it was Tom Brown. It was the other one, anyway. The other um, one that's full of himself. Um, <laughs> oh, we got the oh, late late news, and everyone's thinking there's a late out, and then it's like, oh no, uh, McDonald's playing in the defense line, which was already televised oh, anyway yeah, before yeah, his yeah. late news. Um, so we're all falling all over ourselves. Hooley turned back the time. He went absolutely massive. So did a lot of Richmond defenders. Yeah, um, and that was the theme, really, wasn't it? So well, the Richmond defense versus the uh, the Melbourne action. I think they won the inside fifties for the day. But again, the problem was once it hits the ground, they just sweep it straight and out. It's kind of like I kind of feel like you know they moved Tom McDonald behind the ball because their defense is so leaky, and they were better defensively. One hundred percent, they were. Yes. However, their forward movement was really, 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 really bad, like beyond worse. So, and, but Tom hasn't been performing. So you sort of go, what's the, where's the in-between there? Yeah. What are they missing? It's probably a, a giant million-dollar-a-year paycheck with Stephen Jesse Hogan's May. name. Oh, and name Stephen on, May as yeah. well. But yeah, he should be back at some point soon, I think. Yeah, he was only supposed to be one or two. Weeks, so maybe it's, yeah, Probably the short close. week. It was, you know, he's probably going to be playing next week, I'd say. Well, you'd hope so. Um, but, yeah, so every time the ball went inside um, their forward 50, they just turned it over to Richmond defenders, and they were just... They, they played one behind the ball and just dominated in the air, dominated the ground. They couldn't, they couldn't get a... You know what I find really funny? Melbourne were the highest-scoring team. So they're going, okay, we can get rid of Hogan, <laughs> and what we'll do is that we'll, we'll get better balance, so we'll bring in a, a really good key defender. Yep. And it's completely flipped their dynamic. Well, they can't score, no. and they're leaking like a sieve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely leaking, so bad. They the are. thing that I noticed though is that once the ball would go into Melbourne, they had absolutely more inside fifties. That the minute it hit the ground, Richmond were actually really working hard back into defence to provide numbers. So well, the that's minute it hit the doing. ground, they had yeah. numbers around the ball. No, it was impressive from Richmond. I, um, and I'm glad that they did win. I thought that I was tipping. Halfway through the game, I still thought that I tipped them, so oh, I knew I did. it was good. Um, but Gorn going big was obviously fantastic from a super coach point of view. Yes, I know a few people were keen on Gorn, so and a lot of people had the, had him as a as a captain. So yeah, um, look, the only reason we didn't, and I we said this last week on the pod, is that with a four day break, not sure if he can you know produce a one forty or one fifty, something that's required for a captain score. Yeah, correct. And we did say I think it was Grundy into Neil or Neil into Cripps. Yeah. Uh, I went nil into Crips, which ended up working out better for me because I, if I went Grundy, I would have had to take it. Yeah, of course, hundred uh, percent. So yeah, um, yeah. Oliver again. Um, so one hundred and five score for Oliver isn't. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's, again, yeah. like it's, it was almost scraped there to be completely honest. But yeah, twenty nine disposals. The thing I've noticed about Oliver the last few weeks is that his effort has actually been really, really high. Yeah, he's just turned it over a little bit in previous weeks. Maybe not as much this week, but in previous weeks and. He's been working really hard, but not quite getting to the right areas. Yeah. You know, he's kind of there, but the ball would go to the other side. Yeah, and, 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 and you're watching him on the screen. You're like, get it to him. Yeah. He's, he's right, right there for a handball receive. He's free. Oh, he's open. And, and I'm he's sure, better than you. Stop kicking it. I'm sure some of you are as biased as we are. Like, yeah. I actually posted, uh, not this game, but I think it was um, 
Dersma didn't go up after he kicked like you know a poor hind. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he did. It's just it, I was like, where they are... gave the free kick to the wrong person. Yeah, I was like, where yeah, are his to... points? So I like full yeah. tag them raging. You did. You raged hard. Oh, yeah, I want my um, points. One thing that's interesting to keep an eye on is that because McDonald was playing uh, behind the ball, two things. First of all, his scoring was quite well. So Tom McDonald hits an eighty-eight. Yep. Um, which is nice for him. Now he is bottom price. So don't again, you. we don't know what he's gonna what he's changed to, but this week he had a break even of ninety six, um, which means that he's definitely still gonna go down, maybe even five k more. He's priced at uh, three hundred sixty thousand, so he's gonna be three hundred fifty five thousand essentially. Yes, but the problem is you don't know what's gonna happen when May comes back in. You don't, and and you, he was such a high scorer, like it's it's a massive risky move, but I can see someone pulling that trigger if they only had that sort of money and they didn't want to burn two trades, you know, to go down and go up. You know, I'm in a position with Robbie Gray where he's probably going to be worth, because of his terrible game the past two weeks, he's probably going to get, go down to about 410k. Well, kind of leaves, it leaves you in no man's land. You've either got to go down up and then you're in the same position you were. You've got it's a premium for a premium, but you've wasted two trades. Or you've got to go down to a speculative person or have cash in the bank and go one trade up to someone. So um, I can see why people would look at, say, a Tom McDonald as a, as a, a potential option, but... Um, without further information, it's probably just too early to pull that trigger. Um, and the other thing is that Clayton Oliver played a lot forward during the game. So he played yeah, he the did. first five to seven minutes of yeah. each quarter at full forward and didn't get anything out of it, unfortunately. Like literally. No, I know. But at the same could time. Could have, but the their ball time, movement was just not getting to him. At the same time, though, short turnaround, you really want to throw a guy in the mid Mm. A whole stack anyway. So I wouldn't read too much into it. If it is that a new game style, it could be interesting. If it happens again, Just then Just something will, to keep an eye on, yeah. If it, it happens again, take note for be, sure. Because if that's going to be a regular thing, you might need to trade him out. Yeah. Because he might... He, if he, I mean, yeah, he's 105 is fine. But if he gets though. 60s because he's playing more forward time... Yeah, you know I, don't, what I, mean? I don't see it happening though. Uh, no, I don't either, but it's just something to keep an eye on. Another thing is obviously Melksham's role completely especially, changed. Especially with Viney in his shoulder, depending on how that goes as well. More news we have to True. wait for. They find out tomorrow, I think, getting looked at. So Melksham was thrown in on the ball and played a lot of uh, on the ball minutes. So he got a 101. So someone, especially in draft leagues, definitely not, I don't think, you know, I, I don't think at this point, I don't think he's going to be uh, you know, standard relevant, but draft relevant, he could be on a lot of waiver wires. So I would pick him up. Just you know, if you've got a, a, a underperforming forward at the moment in draft, look at him for your waiver wires and jump on him. Well, I think interesting role change is going to be massive for him. Hibbert had a role change as well. He actually ran with Dusty Martin. Yeah, which he played in, some midfield time. Improved his um, super coach scoring to thirty for the game. <laughs> so he. Um, he played. He had a great role. He's running around with Dusty Martin, who's a ball magnet, and he can still he, oh, that's he, he can only get eleven disposals for thirty super coach. That's true. Go figure. Um, more news is uh, Jack Rewald is out for six uh, to eight yes. weeks um, with a PCL. So that's two low scores for him in a row. Yeah. Well, no, he, he be... actually scored quite well. He scored oh, one hundred and six in that game. Oh right. So yeah, the so, one before he did. Yeah. The time before he got injured. So you know, at least he did that before he came off. But yeah, that um, PCL is going to um, keep him out for six to eight weeks. Two things, obviously, out of that. Bolter looks like he's going to be getting some more game time, um, which is hopefully going to be good. He scored quite well when he was on the on the ground, but his time on ground was terrible. Who's this? Uh, Bolter. Bolter yeah. was 61% time on ground. 61%. Again. So low, again. And look, he did some good things. I know he only scored 31, but how many frees against did he have? Uh, Honestly. I can't tell here, Chris. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get that up. He had, like... He does good things, but he just gives away stupid free kicks. He's sometimes too aggressive at the ball for his own good. 
And it really impacts his overall scoring because he just ends up doing stupid things. So he had four frees against. <laughs> five, look, check out these stats. I know he only had six disposals, but he had one mark, uh, five tackles, and seven hitouts. So, and he had a couple of those with two advantage. Yeah. He was doing quite okay. With, with Rewalt out as well, he, he could, and I know he's been horrible for, what, the better part of five rounds because he missed one or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he could absolutely have a blinding game where he gets hit outs, he gets marks, he gets tackles, and he kicks a few goals, and then he gets to 100. Yep. It's, I think uh, Swizz was saying, like, he at any point he could hit you 100. Because he and could, that's why people are role, keeping him. With his role, it could, it could happen. And he is one good game away from... Because all you need from... is one good game from him and then two weeks of cash gen and then you can you can ship him on then. Yep. Uh, now, of course, there were a lot of rookies that played. Jack Ross looks fantastic in his role. Um, I really liked him. I'm just regret... Every every time he got the ball, I was like, I hate my life, I hate my life, yep. I hate my life. Hall has a really good role as well. Hall, uh, 86, again, another good score. 19 yeah, well, disposals. He's literally just sitting back behind the ball, kick behind the play at all times, yeah. waiting for that cheap intercept possession. It's great. It's fantastic. It's great. Played 85% time on ground. Looks That's like he true. fits in. Uh, I don't think they're getting rid of him. Although when Stephen May comes back in, I think it'll be I interesting. I don't think it's going to... I don't think it's, think it's his, more Jetta. Yeah. Because Jetta typically plays those uh, smaller opponents. He seems a lot smaller than uh, yeah, watching him on... I don't know how tall he is in real life. I think he's only like 190, maybe 191. Yeah. Which would not make him key position, really. He's not going to play in a gorilla forwards or anything like that. Well, you'd hope not. And even then, if Stephen May comes back, they might kind of get rid of someone else. I don't think you can get rid of Hall the way he's been playing. Yeah. And he plays with energy in that defense, which no one else in that defense does. Yeah. Let's move on, games. I think that pretty much covers these guys. Yeah, pretty much. um, I mean, Stack again. Did you like the hit hit from Stack? Oh, so good. His his little specky. And everyone loved it. Like, the crowd went nuts. That's when it. he came off the field, everyone cheered. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he's going um, all right. Good on your stack. Oh, and something about stack that um, Jack Rewalt brought to light after the game is that, um, you know, they had that, he was asked, you know, what is it, why is it that stack didn't get a run with any other clubs? And he literally just put him on blast right there and was like, yeah, it's pretty much his attitude, hey? Like, like live on camera, I was like, yeah, it wasn't anything to do with his on-field stuff. It was just off-field stuff. Yeah. I was like, well, but bro, no. you can't do that live on TV. <laughs> No, but there was well documented, and there have been other guys like guys that they take a risk on. You know, players yeah. that you might use a draft. Most pick. of the time, it doesn't work. Most of the time, it doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, literally, it is. He is the exception at this point in time where he is happy for the opportunity. He's listening. He's you know being a bit of a pest, being like, "When's training?" And he's like, "Mate, same time as every week." You know, just get your ass here. Um, but he it's is true. he is doing all the right things, and I think that you know, unlike some others, that kind of you know, relinquish and kind of piss up that opportunity. I actually think he's you know, putting in the hard work and trying to contribute for the team and yeah. being like, this is what I can bring. This is my opportunity. This is true. Yeah. And some no, people, I, that's that's what they need. They I go, like this, is, this is your opportunity. Take it. So then they give their absolute best, mm. you know, for, and then you have others that are like Harley Bennell that just do Coke Sink and they're amazing. That's true. And get drunk on planes and then do their calves every other week. So, <laughs> which we still haven't seen him. No, we haven't. Literally. No, I don't want to talk about him though because he's in my, I think he's in my keeper point, league. <laughs> at, at this point, Freeman are literally uh, Benel's sugar daddy because they're saying, we haven't given up on you. And he just keeps feeding them a little bit. We haven't given up on you. Just give me more money. Sugar daddy. It's all ripe over there in WA. 100%. Anyway, uh, on to the Anzac Day Clash, or as I like to call it, the Penderbury uh, medal game. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> look, enough's been spoken about the the atmosphere at the end and, and everything like that. So I don't want to really get into that at this point. I think most of the social platforms and stuff will be bombarded with that this week. So I think we spare you from our booing and our Penelbury and our Essendon sh- um, 
antics. Uh, I've already had my say on social media, which I I, I don't know. I, I think felt, I, I have too. I felt pretty compelled. You have. You I kept mean, baiting. I was... You kept baiting people, sending them the rules. <laughs> Like which the who, umpires came out and sent the same rules. By are, the way, here are the rules. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like here are the rules. Oh, look, I think it's I think it's um, it's pretty common knowledge in terms of like the, the the public doesn't generally know the rules like properly. Like they they know they know the rules in general. Like you know when it should be yeah. applied realistically. Oh, that's ball well, because it looks they, like it. Yeah, or I, I even but I even what the you. actual like what is holding the ball? I even most people you. don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to regurgitate. When every yeah, time you get agitated, you, I stare you up. I was, like, I was like, yeah, he dropped it. And then you're like, no, he's making a legitimate attempt, like full going off. Absolutely going I off. I unfortunately overanalyze everything. It's what I do. Yeah, it's yeah. it's Chris, my sky to bear. Chris is probably the easiest person to bait, uh, especially around football. The <laughs> easiest person. Uh, but At least look, you know what you're talking about, though. That's, that's The issue is that when someone who doesn't know what they're talking about says something to me, I'm just like, I will kill you. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, I would never do it. Going to this game, though, I think... A, it was pretty funny that Collingwood nearly pulled a Collingwood in the grand final and gave away their massive lead. Like, they... It was almost like they just fell asleep and expected everything to happen. And then finally, yeah, things started to kind of shift Essendon's way it a little bit. It wouldn't be like Collingwood to get up, give up a five-goal lead, I know, would it? But things... <laughs> you know, it was almost like you could have taken even more momentum and kicked even more goals. And then Essendon got a little bit of a sniff and they just got the ball rolling a little bit. And then once they did that... And their confidence was up. Once they got to, run. to work their oh, game plan yeah. into it, because until half time it was all Collingwood. Yeah, it was no no game. And the there. four of their five goals were lucky at best. They yeah. had two goals from Stringer from outside fifty on the boundary oh, yeah, line. Yeah, freakish. Yeah. Which I mean, great Stringer can do that from time to time. But I mean, what are the chances of him hitting those goals? Uh, Danaher from outside well, I mean, from sixty out. What are the chances of him dating a girl that's out of high school? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty high, Absolute, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, You'd think so. One of them was a, a, a bad free kick oh. that shouldn't have been given that the umpires have actually said, yeah, that wasn't a free kick. And then the other one was um, uh, just a regular goal, which they deserve. So from five goals at halftime, they really should have only been on one. And that would have then said, okay, the dominance of Collingwood, that was in state. But they got they were in there with a chance and they, they earned their, their chance at the end. And I, I look, it was a lot closer than said, but Collingwood were the better team on the day. So whatever. Yep. Um, um, Pemberbury was definitely best on ground. One thirty-eight. Uh, well, thirty-eight disposals. He was very influential when the when the game was on the line. His composure and his that space, last the first five minutes of the last quarter. He literally said, "You're not going anywhere. This is my game. Get past me if you can." He he was very impressive, and I think um, Dylan Shield was impressive, except he butchered it and he wasn't composed, particularly when he had moments to win the game as well. Yep. So he butchered it a lot throughout the game. He was amazing though. He had a lot of disposals and he was very good for Essendon. But at the end of the day, that composure and that actual you know, winning ability, Pendlebury, 100%. And Chris, I know you've had your say because you've got, you know, Collingwood bias over here, right? But here's the thing that I want to say. Forget the umpires. Yes, the umpires up and down. It's it's an interpretation of the game. You know, so many people are so angry, so many people. And I get that because, you know, you're so wound up and, and you are invested in this game, in this outcome. But at the end of the day, there are things, you know, Anzac Day, that day in particular, you need to rise above the game and, and actually rise for the occasion. And for anyone that is upset by the umpiring, all I will say, and this is from an unbiased point of view, is that Essendon actually had a chance to win the game. And yes, it may have things may have gone their way and they may have pulled off an amazing victory. Yes, that's fair enough. However, 
If you played that way for that second half for the entire game, Collingwood wouldn't have been nowhere near it. So, you know, if if you're blaming them for losing by a point, then really you should be blaming your whole team for not actually winning by 30 and not leaving it to chance. You know, there's this middle part in the area. So I think if they played well enough, they could have easily won. And at no point were Essendon even in the lead, so there's that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so D- there's D- <laughs> Dylan Shield. So there's that. Dylan Shield, great player. I think he might need to turn into the player that handballs rather than kicks. Cause the the Trelaw? It, it, was, it was a problem at... Well, he was good he around can, goals at GWS. No, this he, year, he, he can't can kick, kick for, unpressured. For but when he's unpressured running full pace, he has an issue. And I think that... If he wants to be the best version of himself, he either A, needs to learn to kick, which is not... But at this stage, it's really hard to change your kicking style and to improve your kicking. So I would probably suggest he just probably needs to work into that guy that handballs like a Paddy Cripps. He knows his deficiencies. When he's open, he'll kick because he's unpressured and he's really good by foot when he does that. But a pressured kick for Cripps is a turnover ball. So he's that first handball received to someone on the outside like a merit. They yeah. have fantastic kicks in the Essendon team, and I think they need to utilize them a lot more. Yeah. Um, and their efficiency, like literally, Shield, 34 disposals, got 136 in Dream Team, kicked two behinds, right? And he only scored 93 in Supercoach. Yeah. Because he turned it over. Same as Merritt. Merritt had 30 disposals, 108 in Dream Team, only 87 in Supercoach. Yep. Yeah. So if they were actually more efficient with their use, then the Essendon forward line, which was dangerous, could have actually done a lot more. So. Yeah, and I think it's great to see Danaher getting back into it. Kicking four Whereas, goals, fantastic. The only one on Collingwood that actually really butchered it was Dane Beams, who had 28 disposals and only had 67 supercoach. Constantly butchered And it. even then, a he A lot had... of his kicks, though, were pressured kicks. Yeah. Where clearance kicks or from defense just bombing it long. Correct. And he was just like, however, just get it out of here. However, kicks. he was then... Pendlebury was good. Trelaw was actually really good by foot as well. And Adams... And side bottom. You know, you're looking at four guys that actually delivered it well compared yep. to, you know, two guys that were trying to hold the fort. Agreed. Uh, also news with um, Devin Smith has knee soreness in his other legs. We had scans. I'm not quite sure what's happening with that at this stage. So yeah, uh, opposite knee. Devin Smith. But, um, uh, well, he, had a good, good. he had a good year last year, but before that, he's had multiple years ruined by knee injuries. Yeah. And I, I really hope that he does come back and he might be a sneaky late season option. Well, if he gets um, his body right. after the buy, I mean, he's but... cheap enough. I mean, let's have a look at what he's... Well, he's especially dropping. after that 35. And we won't know um, how much he's going to drop, but we can guess. Let's have a look here. His break-even was 119. He's priced at 480k. So he's probably going to go around 60 to 70k down. He'll be just over 400k. Um, and if he has a couple of weeks off and comes back fully fit, he could really be a great um, upgrade target in the future, but not for right now. Just so we know. Alrighty. Are you just checking? Oh, I thought we were live. Ah, uh, no, we're not. Unlucky. Uh, all right. So the Friday night game, we did touch on it a little bit earlier, but Port versus uh, North. And uh, look, uh, I didn't think this was this game was going to go any other way than what it did, uh, to be completely it, it was fair. Inter- it was interesting. I watched more of it than I actually would have liked in the end. Um, I went to the gym and watched it there doing cardio. You mean cardio? No. Uh, yeah, I don't speak Spanish. Um... <laughs> Well, it's a way to watch footy while not feeling guilty. I know, um, is it Ben Ashton was um, about nine beers deep or nine cans deep, asking me whether he should bring in uh, Travis Boak, and I said, go for it. Well, I think he's a good option. I mean, he got another 129, which means that he has 
Uh, out of his five, five or six rounds, he's had 119 or, be- or better. Pretty much. Which is pretty amazing. Oh, I think he went Brad Crouch to Boak because he had a lot of mids that were doing well in his midfield. Yeah. I mean, my issue with bringing in someone like Boak is that he's he had a break, break even of 107, which means he's going to go up again. So it'd be up another 10K or maybe even more. He'll be 600, yeah. He's going to be Million. close to 600K yeah. this week, which means you're bringing him pretty much at peak price. I don't understand. Someone told me today, oh, but you'll bring in, would you bring in, you know, Fife? Would you bring in Neil? Would you bring in like Cripps and McRae? And I was like, but they started at 600K. You're talking about a guy who's already risen 120K and trying to buy him at peak price. Uh, I think uh, if you don't have him, A... You've got to... You, 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 if that's the case, any you've got player, to be like, okay, well, he's going to average 120K for the rest of the year. 120, 120 yeah, for the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, which and is ludicrous. That's crazy. Stupid. That's crazy talk. Um, yeah, I can't see Don't buy someone at the highest price or your but, team will look horrible at the end of the year. Having said that, he doesn't look like slowing down. And the, you know, the addition of Rockcliffe to have... Um, he's getting the tag. But he's getting the attention. He's getting the people, the people drawn to him because he's in such good form. But they haven't versed the best sides either. Yeah, well, that's true. But I just do think that you know, like, I do think Port Adelaide can keep winning games. Yeah, um, I think they And good. yeah, they'll come into. Rook- I think the rookies have helped. However, you know, it's just to, a way the numbers. To is say he can, I reckon he can average a hundred for the rest of the year. But I don't think he's on average one twenty for the rest of the year. So uh, even then, if, again, if you're right and it's a hundred. You're paying way too much. You need to be paying about five well, thirty. And the thing that everyone needs to know when they are upgrading is that Port have the first buy. So I would. I'm looking at Boke. I am also looking at Boke round at the, twelve. At, at round twelve, but uh, sorry, no, round twelve is their buy. I you think, gotta, so. Yeah, yeah after you got to remember that uh, people are now looking to upgrade, and a lot of people have issues in their forward line, such as Gray, such as you know Dunkley potentially. Even though this week he had a decent round, um, yeah, a Thank lot you. of people are looking at. Yeah, or maybe they've held Toby Green all this time and then realized, wow, he is actually a dud. Um, I need to need to upgrade, and and the first one's probably going to be in your forward line. Boke is currently the guy that's probably not in your team that you want in your team. So I can see why people yeah. would want to, and I would not hold someone against them for doing it. I don't know how you get there because you probably have to make three trades to get. I don't to know how you get there point. either because you don't have rookies unless you're trading at mid prices. So you might trade say a. Libba to a Boke, that would be a good trade because it's only a hundred grand. Then um, I even, can see yeah, that. Even still, it's a lot of money. It's so much money. Yeah, but I mean, you could it's, with Boke being in um, mid forward as well. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, he's mid forward. Yeah, hundred percent. But at the same time, I'd rather get a Tim Kelly for one hundred and twenty grand less. With a similar, who I also effect. think will average around a hundred for the rest of the year. Yeah, but then there's people out there that already have Tim Kelly. So then, what are they doing? Are they going? You know what I mean? So there's. I can see why you would get Boke in at this price. I wouldn't do it because I, 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 you're sacrificing your your F four and your sorry your F five and your F six. Yeah, because you're spending. Because so you much. don't have. Remember that again. It's about cash and trades. So how much cash can you make? How many yep. trades do you have? How quickly you can get to a fully premium side? And if you're spending six hundred k, then you're going to sacrifice being a full yeah. premium because you're going to have guys that'll have, you know, they'll have a Tim Kelly. And they'll have a Heaney and you've got Boke and you've still got, you know, like another rookie that you're trying to upgrade. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it is a balance. Um, and really only you, your individual team will be able to tell you that. Um, it's, it's, it's a weird time of the year to be spending that sort of money on a player. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to, you probably would have been banking cash. Here's why. So a lot of people have been banking cash. So. Then they might have gone butters to Ross last week, but not done an upgrade. And then they went, you know, someone else to stack the week before. Yeah. So, so the, they've to, got so, uh, this nest egg. But 
Yeah, they've got this nest egg, which is awesome, but then you've downgraded twice, and then you're going to have to downgrade... So it's a free trader, and, yeah. ...and then downgrade and upgrade to get to him. So that's four trades. Uh, most, I think you could probably do it in three, depending on Still, who you're doing. Still, three trades. And I wouldn't be doing... I think you that's can probably hectic. hold your mid-prices maybe a little bit longer too, but it does depend on team to team. Someone like a Collins, I can see why you would do it. He's had two mediocre weeks without hitting his 80s anymore. I can see you wanting to move on a Collins. I'd probably be keeping someone like a Darcy Moore. It seems like he's going to be hitting that 75 to 80 every oh, week. Darcy Moore has, the last two weeks, has hit 50 at halftime and then done nothing. Yeah, it's classic. Um, so he, he will have 100 at some point because he will actually follow through. But I was saying Dave Swizzlink again got really excited. And I was like, mate, just wait. Because I think it was even maybe the week before that. So it could be three weeks running for yep. all I know. That he started off really well, like 47, 50, 47, I think. Actually, are his last three at halftime. Yep. Something like that, and then he's gone through and end up with like an eighty, a seventy-nine, a seventy-nine, or yeah. You know. True. So now, um, someone to quickly bring up here in this Port uh, team as well uh, that had a role change in the weekend, and someone to take note of is Justin Westhoff. Yeah, so which could be a short-lived change. Chris. It could be with with Gray out for so Gray is out for three to four weeks with a broken yes. hand, so he needs surgery. Um, he broke it in the game in the first quarter. Thank you very much, Gray. But even then, Gray in the Gray was on like twenty-five or something before the last quarter. And he had two contested marks in the forward 50 with shots on goal. One of them from 30 metres away. It dropped short. It's a contested... It's an intercept possession. I've just had a live follow. Yeah, that's what I thought. We'll uh, we'll touch base that live follow. Thank you very much, whoever that is. Um, So one was a, like, literally an um, intercept mark on the goal line because he didn't make the distance from 30 out. The other two, he he marked um, another contested mark and another mark inside 50. He kicked two other people to take the goals. One of them kicked the goal, one of them didn't. So he got a goal assist and then got nothing. Like, um, anyway, it's, it was just really frustrating for him to watch Robbie Gray. Dersma 84 actually did quite well. He had uh, 24 disposals, which was good. So he could have been better. But his role is looking pretty good. He is yeah. quite secure in that side. Uh, look, I think that's great. Rockcliffe was on 50 at quarter time or thereabouts and ended up with 100 yeah, flat. He got locked down. And that's why um, Boke's getting off the chain. Yeah, so look, that'll be interesting. So Robbie Gray, if he's out, who's going to play the more midfield role? We'll see. Well, um, I'm hoping that that means that it'll probably be a Zach Butters that will get more mid-time. It could be. And it will mean someone like a West off Butters goes... is up and down, although I think he actually lost cash this week, so that'll be yeah. interesting to see. Uh, let's move on because we're going to fly through these. We are. Um, and I just wanted to quickly just touching on uh, on Westoff. So he's probably going to be a bottom out this week, depending on his score um, next week. But he will go down another 10 or so K. And he'll be priced about three eighty, so I, someone that you could one trade to. It's a risky trade. I, I, again, I don't. I'm not sure that I would want to do that, um, and I wouldn't advise it. However, if you're in a pinch, you want an upgrade. He's a rack cover option for the whole year. Um, if you've got something like a Patrick Bynes as well, yeah. So I don't hate the decision, and I was looking at him anyway before the Robbie Gray news. I just hope that I had a little bit more information before I made the decision to bring him in. I was actually hoping to get him in like three weeks' time, not now. So I wanted to go early on a Kelly or something similar. Yep. And then um, again, I think we're just going to skip North because North is shit and there's nothing relevant about North players at all. No, Higgins out. Yeah. Uh, Goldstein. 96. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Pittard got absolutely booed hard out, which <laughs> he was giving away as steak knives, although I think he put a, a bit of a hit on someone and that's why they uh, he was doing He him. wasn't even in the Port 22 last year, man. He no. was in and out of the squad. Uh, so. And I think he kind of put a hit on someone, so the crowd was really dirty on him. Let's move on. Brisbane and the Suns, because we've been spending too much time. Should we start with the highlight of the week, for my, in my opinion? That goal from Neil. 
Oh, it was huge. He um, gets the clearance, kicks it inside 50, mark on the lead, gets a handball receive, and then from outside 50, just boots bombs it, it into... Well, the oh, thing, man. Bef- before that, was, that so the, the game was literally, like, basically tied. The game was actually tied up after halftime. Some people are kind of... Uh, I was doing a little chat with the uh, A-team, a uh, bit of a chat group, and I think he was on, like, just over 50. I think he pushed up to 60... Everyone's like, oh, Neil's like on 60. He's not going to hit that 150 that you said. Hey, Ben. I was like, yeah, just wait for it. Uh, that quarter went absolutely ham. So he had uh, kicks it, gets the ball, kicks it inside 50. Charlie Cameron kicks a goal. Gets the ball, kicks it in fi- inside 50. Lion kicks a goal. Gets the ball, kicks it in, gets the handball, kicks the goal. So he went bang, from, bang, bang. he just gone bang, 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 and literally turned the game. So the biggest the guy's point, a jet. the biggest point influence you can have because it's gone from even to taking the swing completely gone from the Suns yep. and his points just went up to like 119. Yeah, uh, he had he actually just, a quiet had quite, last quarter. Yeah, he and then had 20 points or something, yeah. It was, was it 109 or 111 and then didn't do too much. Did enough, but yeah, um, yeah. And, that, and that's what happens though when you kick it inside 50. So I was actually racking up all the points. I did a bit of analysis between him and Canelio. You know, like you... Yes, he kicked more goals, but then Neil had intercepts. Like, he had three more intercepts. I'm like, well, there's you know, 24 Again, points. it's about what you do with your disposal as well um, yep. and where you get your disposal. And everything adds up. More tackles, more intercepts, yep. uh, more score assists and everything. It all it all adds up. So, so Did you know that Jared Berry is now... Uh, he might be averaging about 100 now. He's He was averaging 95.4 before the weekend and then hit a 119. Okay, so he's probably averaging like a 98, 99... Man, I, I thought he was going to be averaging low to mid 90s. 90s. Yeah, 100%. So I've got him in multiple draft teams, as you know. As I know. <laughs> well, and- but he is having a fantastic year, and I think that he's going to be someone who's going to be super coach relevant probably from next year onwards. Even though he's had a horrible game this round, but Bose was my smoky. I actually yeah. told the guy in our, in our 12-man draft league for the very, very last pick of the draft to pick Bose because he was my smoky option. Yep. And uh, I didn't take my own advice, and in the end, I ended up with like Hanbury and Hall. True, yeah, go figure. So, can Daniel Rich maintain this level of scoring one sixteen, and he's averaging a hundred already, which means he's probably averaging about one hundred five right now. Uh he can maintain one hundred three, a ninety five to a hundred, because no one's paying any attention That's, to him. That means that he's top ten. I know it's crazy, isn't it? So, who has the balls to jump on the Rich train? Not me. He'll have a he'll have a forty he's a while. At one week, he's having a forty. No, I don't matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. No? Okay. <laughs> I think you were sort of getting into it. I like it. Um, look, I, I I really like Daniel Rich. I'm just glad that he's actually got a role that is working for the team. Um, well, and he's taking kickouts away from... Jeez. Um, Witherden. Witherden. Yes, he um, is. Guaranteed. Taking kicks away from him. So we all thought Witherden was actually going to be averaging 95 or whatever. And, and in the end, Daniel it's Rich. Rich. Um, yeah, go figure um, so maybe just he's glad just glad I didn't start with Witherden because he was in my, know, a lot right. of my uh, for maybe most of the preseason he was in. He my was teams. in and out of mine, but yeah. I think uh, yeah, old man Rich is like I'm the veteran here, son. I'm taking these kickouts and uh, fair enough. The other one that I was hot on in preseason was Dane Zorko, and he seems to be he's played forward a lot. He got a little bit in midfield in this yeah. one straight away, only but... averaging ninety, and he had a, a poor score of seventy six. So he's going to go down from that. I so, know, but tough. last year he went really big in the back end of the year. Although my theory is they're not as reliant on him. They yeah, the improvement no. on well, Barry. Well, they've got Lockie Neal now as well. Exactly. But well, even then they had, you know, beams and whatever have you anyway. Mm-hmm. But you look at, I think, Barry, McCluggage, you know, these other young guys coming, coming in. Through. Lions. McCluggage is, is roll goal when he gets the ball. 
Yeah, and line as well. So yeah. you get three guys that have a come in or improved. They don't need Zorko in the midfield yeah. as much. So now someone that did impress me, rookie uh, at the Lions, Noah Answorth. Very good. We did touch on him, and the preseason is someone who will probably get games this year, and they love him at the Lions. Yeah, sixty nine from twelve disposals, and had a lot of intercept marks in that. And yeah. and the third quarter. He was one that stood up when the Gold Coast thought they might get a little run on. Yeah, sorry, hoping, mate, I'm over here. I'm yeah, hoping he so actually really stays. Ooh, um, I really do hope he stays. So I'm just trying to look at those that might go out instead of him. That's going to be the only issue, though, is when Harris Andrews comes back, what their mix looks like. Yeah, um, especially with Josh Walker players, playing so well as well. Exactly, so. different players. But it'll be interesting to see how many games he plays. Very, very Keep an eye on him. Um, from the Suns, I was actually really impressed with Corbett. Uh, only kicked a couple of goals. So two goals for Corbett, both in the second quarter. Uh, ended up with 55. 55 so It's a lot better than uh, his old mate, well, Chris Burgess. Yeah, and, but he got... Highly talked about for his work ethic. He worked really hard both ways, and yeah. he kicked straight from his two opportunities. My only concern is he had to kick two goals to get his 55. Um, I mean, I guess it's like Parker in a way, but he's going to have games True. where he won't kick any goals and he's not going to score. And at the same That's time, any forward. But yeah, and he also kicked two straight. Yep. What if he kicks two behinds? Then he probably only gets you like a 30 or a 27 or True. whatever, so he's not going to make cash on that so he is very risky but again i was impressed with how he went so so sam collins would have made you a little bit more cash but it looks like he's just about to run dry unless he can reignite with another 80 or so soon it's interesting i actually thought this game would play into his hands a lot but they weren't really and he even took some kickouts and stuff to even inflate his price he did so it it was um he had his moments where he dominated the ball but it wasn't. They didn't feed it into him. No. They, didn't, they didn't bomb it onto the head. And if they did, they actually made sure they crashed the pack with at least three guys. Yeah. To really nullify. Again, I think it. a lot of work goes into Sam Collins. Was it's funny a though. Crazy reason, which is just amazing. Uh, but, absolutely crazy. Which is good. Uh, yeah, so Neil, 142. Robinson actually got named best on 125. So yep. if anyone actually has him, he went huge, kicked three goals, one. Um, he was a bit scratchy in parts, but geez, I'll tell you what, he got on the end of a few. And he hits it hard, like always. So great in my drafting. Um, yeah, look, I think that's pretty much all we touch on from those. Yep, um, definitely. The Suns, yeah, I think Fiorini again is a good option. Can be for really good, yeah. And I think we just move on. So we, we do. Need to... On to Adelaide and the Saints. Um, so good game. Um, sort of really got flipped after half time. This it one. did, and look, Saints could have always sort of snatched it until the time. Then Adelaide kicked away late, but. There was always that, that that moment that could have just shifted and they could have got that goal and then got back into the game. And it just never really came for them. Uh, they were always just that one step behind Adelaide. Um, but Adelaide had to work hard for their win. It wasn't a, it wasn't a rollover at all, even though it looks like, and you know, it was 30, what, 29 points at the end of it. Um, it was definitely not a rollover, that's for sure. Um, I do like uh, that Rory Laird returned to form, obviously, with a 124. Doing a thumbs up. Ah, uh, Wally just said Supercoach is open, so. Ah, uh, excellent. Thumbs up for you, mate. I think you'd know what I mean. So Rory Laird, obviously, with the 124. That's purely, I think, with Miller out, out comes uh, Rory Laird. Um, Plus, the, the Saints do like to play a bit of an open style as well. Um, that's gen- true. Generally speaking, like, they like to kind of And they also on. like to possess the ball in their back half. Yep. So when, you, when they're doing that, it allows the opposition to do that as well. Yep. Um, however... I do think that this if you want Rory Laird, you've probably got to get him this week um, before the buys. So this is the last chance I think you're going to be able to upgrade to Rory Laird yep. for the buys because 
how how long is Miller out for? Four to five weeks or four to six weeks? Something like that, yeah. And he'll so, be back around the buys. Literally around the buys, and then that will probably yeah. impact and he's, him he's coming back And he's pretty much in. bottomed in price now with this good round. I think his break-even was like 102 or something like that. Yeah, he's down to 520. He's got a 104 break-even, which means he's going to go was, up so in he's cash. Gone, yeah, going up. So he'll probably go up about 10K, which will mean him about 530. If you refresh it, it might actually work out, Chris. Let's do that. If you refresh, let's see if everyone can see this live. Break-even. It'll have to be like 80-odd, wouldn't it? Surely. Oh, it's gone back to the... No, I think it worked. Yeah, no, it's gone back. Yeah, I meant it's gone back all the way. Um, Brad Smith, though, 103 is another ton for Brad Smith. He, it's funny, he actually scored really well in quarter two and quarter four. Started off pretty horrible. Third quarter didn't do much. And then quarters two and four, he pretty much, I reckon, would have made about 70 points. Yeah, two quarter man. That's true. I'm going to sign out this quickly. Okay, fair enough. Um, And then I'll log back in. Okay, so I think this game was actually really influenced by Tex Walker. If he didn't have a good game and kicked yeah. four goals well, too... Well, we said at the start of the season, though, it's it's really important that Tex yeah. does play well for them, for them to be able to And he win. hasn't played that well, except for the last couple of weeks, he sort of started to turn some momentum. So he was very important and very influential. Um, I think you look at, you know, Akers didn't score too well. Longer actually was a late replacement. Um, so we actually cracked up for Marshall, posted it. I messaged this guy specifically. And uh, I know a few people... I did enjoy that. Yeah, and it was a laid out that some people didn't actually get to really change him nah, or do anything. It hasn't updated for me. Okay, well, that's okay. No one cares oh, about good. you, Chris. That, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Savage did well. Seb Ross did well for a couple of weeks running now. Um, Steel, 89. So he's really probably hurting those that haven't uh, have him. So he hasn't actually worked out for you at all this year. Billingson got an 81. So not bad. That's probably his base level in a loss. Um, uh, look, for Steel him to get that well. in a... In a in a five. Oh no, I think loss. that's a great. I mean, Gresham in a loss gets a sixty-five. So, yeah. and he's been averaging amazingly. Again, he's raised his floor, increased his ceiling. I yeah. think Billings is still a decent option, so I wouldn't be too upset if you're trading him in. No, um, an eighty-one is, 81's is fine. Good. Yep. yep, I think you're not upset there. Seb Ross on a bit of a heater, so you got he a well, you got a one thirty last week or something, and then a one eighteen. Yeah. So he's coming back into form, which is good for him. It is good for him. Uh, O'Brien eighty-eight. He has gone mm. just consistent, bang like a ninety and eighty-eight. Hasn't below eighty-four is his lowest oh. score. Oh, he, his right. price Jesus. has jumped up big time. And again, I wish I could use him in my forward line, which would actually help yep. me out a lot. So, Agreed. So, um, yeah, Brody Smith, I think, just to quickly touch on, can't trade him out. He's actually a top 10 defender right now. Really? So, if you're looking to trade him out, I would not be doing that. He's What's in the he top. What's he averaging? 95? Uh, let's have a look. Break even at 24. My God, that's good. Uh, he's averaged, so 92, but with his 104, he'd be averaging 95. No, that's... um. His average score. Oh, right, round five. So you yeah. still have an so update. This is, yeah, so this okay. is without the up. So, yeah, I mean, you could work it out. Um, 460 fine. plus 103 divided by five. What's that? That's right. We'll wait. Because um, it's already quarter yeah. two. Uh, let's move on to Sydney and GWS. Two laid outs for this one. Franklin and... Um, I think that was always happening. Oh, I think they both knew it. And Phil Davis as well. Uh, well, here's the funny thing. I think Phil Davis probably didn't want to play, but they felt like he had to play. And then and then they're like, oh... They're probably they're, both underdone. So, they pull, so they're think, like, oh, well, we'll play him if you play him. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then Phil Davis pulls out. And then straight after that, they're like, oh, Phil Davis is out. Sweet. Franklin, you're out. With yeah, a minor hamstring probably, tear, apparently. They probably had a, a handshake deal behind tables. I reckon they did. Look, they're both injured. We could play this, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do just it. get them both out. Let's, it'll be good for both yeah. of our clubs. You know what was the best thing about this night? Watching Zach Williams absolutely tear it up. Oh, especially oh. after Whitfield 
went bang. So, Williams was so good. Any for those targets, who don't know or didn't watch the game, Whitfield um, suffered a really bad corky in the first quarter. Huge. Um, he was actually on about 25 super coach. He literally didn't play for, I think, a quarter and a half. And then they put him back on at full forward to see if they could get something out of him. He managed to kick a goal and get his score up to 45, I think he ended on. Um, let's double check that. Yeah, Whitfield. Oh, he had, no, he had 79% time on ground, Chris. Kicked yeah, two goals. Two goals, but literally just hobbled yeah. around, not doing much. You could noticeably he was in pain. Yeah, there was a um, point like just before half time where they just put him back out on the ground, and he's trying to chase after someone, and they just ran straight past him, and he just couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't do anything. Uh, the problem with this game is that GWS had so many possessions, like literally pulled the possession game huge. So Taranto, Williams, Kelly, Cameron, Hopper, Mumford, Deboa, Shaw, Canelio, all went over a hundred. Yep. And then you got Hayes, Haynes uh, Tomlinson in the 90s. So, you know, Toby Green kicks three goals, only ends up with a 79. Yep. Um, and people are wondering why Cornelio only gets a 103. Yeah, it's there wasn't much extra scaling because there were so many high So scores. many possessions. Yeah. You know, the, all of those people there, you're looking at 21 to 30 possessions yep. going absolutely nuts. Me, Lloyd, again, got another 107, so and nice and consistent. Lloyd, actually, um, even though he didn't actually have that many possessions... What he did with his possessions this time, which is unusual for Lloyd, instead of having 37 and getting them all uncontested, he got quite a few intercept well, possessions. And contested because the ball was actually on him for the start of the game. Exactly. So, uh, which was interesting that someone would actually hmm. run straight to him. Uh, um, it would affect their, their game style. But... Interestingly, didn't do shit. No. Like, he got, Jake... he got less ball, but... Still... So I think that's... A, if DeBoer can't stop you, Lloyd's the first person that's run through a DeBoer tag. So if DeBoer can't stop you, is he going to get tagged this year, do you reckon? Probably not now. Probably not now. They can't he's look just, at, they, he's well, just gone and proved that I can beat the best tagger in the AFL right now. So Yeah, they kind of look at that. Uh, JPK got 32 disposals. So uh, this game was decided basically through that midfield. I mean, you look at Cornelia kicked four goals. Uh, Taranto kicked a goal. Kelly kicked one goal, two. Hopper kicked a behind. DeBoer kicked one goal, one. You know, so you look at those guys and then... Toby Green pretty much decided it. Cameron kicked three. Yep. Uh, they spanked Sydney, um, which was always going to happen. Um, so Sydney are literally really struggling this year. On jo- we're still on uh, Josh Kelly watch, and I, think I am on Josh Kelly. That's watch. the most important thing that's come out of this. So he's 116. had he's had he's had these games. So his games are rich. He's he's gone through Richmond, Geelong, and Frio. His scores are ninety five, one fourteen, and ninety seven over those, and then one. Averaging 102 and then 116. So he's probably averaging about, let's yeah, say, 107, 108 right now. Yeah, he's kind of floating. But their draw coming up, GWS have the best draw. Like it's I true. would, I would seriously, if I had the cash, I would go Libertor. He's going to be about 580 after today. And then I think he's going to naturalize. So his standard deviation every game is really low. What that means is that. Yeah, it's usually somewhere between 90 to 120 is where he scores every and single week. And then he will throw in a 160 to and 180. And then he goes bang. And if, right? seriously, if you are interested in anyone from GWS, have a look at their draw for the next like six to eight rounds. They yeah. are going to absolutely blow people Well, we away. can have a look at them right here if you want. Okay, so wonderful. we've got um, uh, so Saints. That, so Saints, Hawks, Carlton, Melbourne, GWS, Adelaide, North. Gold Coast. Essendon. Not GWS. They are GWS. Oh, sorry. G- yeah. G- so Saints, Hawks, Carlton, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Adelaide, North, Essendon, Brisbane. Uh, so many Supercoach relevant games. Even Essendon and Brisbane give up a lot of points. Well, Brisbane do, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And Adelaide aren't at their best at this point in time. North certainly aren't. 
Gold so, Coast. Gold Coast, he scored like 200 nearly last yeah. year. So he is a great option to get yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, I'd, see, here's what I would do. If low, I had liver, low, low owned. I'd be going straight to Kelly, Josh Kelly. Well, not only like that, you're going from a guy that's like 50% owned to a guy that's like less than five. Or yeah, five and, or less, I think he is. And I think he's, he's I, I don't know. In my opinion, I think he's pretty much guaranteed to be top 10 at the very least. Well, he's not going to get you a sixty. I'll tell you that. Nah, he's just he's just too good. I mean, do you see him running on um, running down running down the wing or in the pocket? And he's like, oh, has a look, has a look, eh? Chucks it on his left foot, banana straight through from thirty meters on the boundary. Nah, he's good, mate. The guy's a jet. Um, yeah, so many good things. Yeah, Zach Williams one twenty one. Uh, just yeah. Oh, let's. I reckon we just move on. Moving so on. Many, I've already. I've already. So many over. good games. And, I'm actually waiting for and you. The bro. Funny, oh, okay. Well, and because they won as well, it's going to be actually really hard for Hately to get a game after that. Nah, but with Canelio, or if he doesn't play though. Yeah, I, if, I think he will. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just a dislocated finger. So and then you've got uh, Whitfield as well. So they might you might roll into that. Maybe if they rest him, but then it depends on how long they're out as to whether you can pick him anyway. Well, you won't be picking Hately this week anyway, but you will no, be. No, I know. But even then, he's going to be a, an inflated price for a guy that might not keep his role. That's the issue. Uh, next one Agreed. is the Frio and the Bulldogs. Yeah, so I, I watched this game as well. Interesting, um, this game. Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, that five, I mean, did night five things. Oh, he was huge. Bevo yeah. didn't put enough attention into Nat Fife, I don't think. No. Nah. He was running around on his own pretty much for most of the game and no one really gave a shit. They really just tried the whole midfield versus midfield thing and they got towed. Their the, midfield was horrible this round. The Bulldogs' midfield got absolutely shredded. They, they couldn't they couldn't win a contested possession to save their life. Yeah, and so. they had so many good players. Yep. So uh, It was uh, absolutely outstanding. Lubar, Bond, yeah. McRae... Um, Dunkley was pretty much playing forward a lot when I saw him in the, yeah, I watched mainly the second half of this one, um, played forward heaps. What I actually would say is that I think that their outside ball movement was really shocking. So apart from, um, Lockie Hunter, there was not really many others that could find space. McRae couldn't really find too much space. They burned him a lot of times for a handball receive. Again, they just keep, for whatever reason, uh, it must be game plan. It's the only thing I can think of. It's get it in there quickly because they don't have the tools. So Norton was switched behind the ball. Um, at, uh, I saw McLean playing more, sorry, on the ball. Yeah, McLean and Dunkley was actually playing literally out of a square. So even though he got a good score, yeah. his role's worse. It didn't look very good. His role is worse than it was last week. So it didn't look very good. Uh, which is like completely contradictory to what we said. Which is, oh, you know, they're going to play Bunt out of the square, and then they're going to get Dunkley into the midfield. Yeah. Nah, nah. Have you heard of Bevo? Bevo doesn't like to do things no. that make sense. Um, Dunkley got 82 in fantasy, 93 in supercoach because he just got lucky with his disposal. Well, I wouldn't Not say lucky. lucky no, but as in, but as in, as he was playing, strong in the air, playing that much forward. Yeah. yeah, he was definitely strong. He wasn't getting beaten. Provided a good contest, but I mean, however, it doesn't fill me with confidence going forward. I get that they don't have Shaky and Boyd, and both of them are basically duds anyway. But I think they threw all their eggs into that. Yeah. So they went and recruited like their draft picks and everything based on the fact that they're going to have a number one player in Tom Boyd who's going to be playing at full forward and a number two pick player in Josh Shaki who will, who's yeah, going to play center half forward. Yep. They don't have either of those and they're struggling. They're yep. on struggle street. And they're so, probably paying them both a bucket. Again, they won the inside 50s and they lost the game. Yeah, I think Boyd should be nearly coming back now. I think he started playing some seconds. So oh, mate, I think they need shocking. him. I really do. I think they need him more than uh, Shaki for sure. Uh, can we just touch on Caleb Daniel? 30 disposals, played 92% yeah, time on ground. He's Another really 100. 
I hate it though. Look, look at his standing he's, deviation. He's a guy. He's a guy that you shouldn't pick, but then you feel like you have to because you kind of have to. He looks like he's almost certain for a top ten spot. I in, know, but in, how, in, how crazy? In forward line, how sorry. crazy is that though? Look at his look at his standard deviation though. So he's gone. Uh, 104, 120, 96, 93, 100, 102. Yeah, I know. So his no- lowest score was a 93. Yeah, I know. Painful. Now, it's good and bad. So right now he's at a point where... What is he, um, like 550? No, he's under that. He's only at 478 because he started oh. so low. So he's still building cash. So he's definitely... He's probably my likely candidate for Robbie Gray this week. I'm probably going to Caleb Daniel. I'd rather um, him over Dunkley. Well, he's in, let's see how many sides he's in as well. He's in 4% of teams, so he's really unique. He's averaging 102, playing in the forward line. Um, he's got a, so... Knowing he, me, I'll bring him in. He'll break start. even. He would have gone up a little bit this week, but he, not too much. He's probably still going to be about 485K, so he'll be under 500K. He's primed for an upgrade target. Yeah. I love him. I think there's no, like, there's no reason, like... The other thing is he rely the ball that he gets is cheap ball, so he gets a lot of it. Yes, but a lot of it's free ball from um you know kicks out of the uh, he kicks from takes kick in sorry, um he's also that go to guy behind the ball. So oh yeah, because he makes good decisions. He's the quarterback. So they, they he's the it. he's the Jake Lloyd. Yeah, they're giving it to him. That's for sure. So you don't need to worry about the fact where he needs the team to be playing well for him to score well, which I think really bodes well for him. Everyone else in the dogs team pretty much apart from maybe Jack McRae, you're relying on the team playing well and like and the, the the system or bevo. Now the one thing, of course, that could obviously hinder all of that is if they change his role at some time. And I did make a rule earlier in the year. Don't pick bevo's players. That I wasn't going to be picking any more yeah, except dogs for my players. Yep. And that's fair. So that could happen at any point. You don't know. Um, congrats to David Money on 300 ridiculously awesome games and uh, ending. Yeah. Ending games with those... Uh, he's had three kicks after the siren to finish your game. He's had a he? few. Uh, and this game, Fremantle really kicked away and Dogs kind of just kind of clawed their way back in and nearly got right in it uh, really close in the end. So they didn't give up, which yeah. is classic Dogs. But Fremantle, again, proving that they do have the scoring capabilities. They do. And it's funny, Hogan just seems to... Even if he's not oh, directly... Gee, I wonder what... Yeah, wonder when you what get the, this like great forward for no reason, and like yeah. just people just give it to you, and apparently he's just okay. Anyone that tries to change who he is, like stop him from getting on the tinnies or whatever he does. Just you know what's going to happen? Just, just let him just be. have a word with Dan Hanbury, see how that goes. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, it's like kind of like you go back to old school football where... Yeah, hey, if you want to be like Tony Lockett and you want to be a big boy and be a pisshead or whatever, just do whatever. As long as you work on the field, do whatever keeps you happy, and yeah, let's hope hope we can win some footy games. If you're performing on field, it shouldn't matter what you do on your after hours. Um, Fremantle have surprised me at this point. All right, now um, on to the next game, Hawthorne Carlton. So this was I got out of the cinema and I was like, whoa! I did not expect it to be this close. So did you watch the game today? I watched a lot of it. Uh, Hawthorne. Weren't very great. Carlton were actually doing really well by picking apart Hawthorne defence. So I saw that early on, yeah. early on, Carlton were dominating, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Uh, it was, you know, at half time, 50 to 20. Before that, it was even more like Carlton were doing really well and they weren't falling into the trap of Hawthorne defence. So they weren't really settling. Mm-hmm. Hawks defence wasn't settling very well. Scrimshaw was on like 49 at half time, mind you. <laughs> and he did, ended on like 62. Yeah, did nothing. Absolutely nothing. He sat on like 55 or whatever. Basically, the minute I started watching more of the game, because I was kind of paying attention for the first half, watched the second half, and basically from the minute I actually really started watching, he did, I didn't even notice him. Wasn't even there. Um, 
from there though, after halftime, Hawks just came out, bang, bang, bang. And you're like, oh shit, like here it comes. They're just getting on this massive roll. Carlton then were like, oh. So instead of actually giving like the first half, they were giving the handball over and actually running it. And then Hawks' defense was going, like absolutely scattered. They'd go, instead of giving the handball to then run and then actually create and really cause some like anarchy, they'd give, like get the ball here. And instead of giving it, they'd just then kick it long. And it just played right into the Hawks' hands. They'd kick it long. The ball would come to ground, then Hawks would go back to the quarterback, switch over here, la 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 la, and then they just get scored against. Uh, it was. It looked like to me, based on the stats after I read after half the time, that Hawks probably possessed the ball because if you look at Sicily, one twenty-seven, that's I think his best score of the season. Um, I was actually worried about this game going into it because with the lineups, the ins and outs that they had. I thought they might throw Sicily forward, but they're proving that time and time again, they you just know, want Sicily, Sicily behind the ball. Uh, so why why mess with people? This is what's annoying because you know I had Sicily all preseason. Yeah, I literally took him out the week of like round one, and I did that because I was too scared that his role would change after everything that happened in the well, preseason. Don't play your shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It's just really annoying. That's not He's the way, going really that's well. Not the way to play. Yeah, he is. Uh, his score really got inflated in the second half when Carlton started to actually kick along a bit more. So yeah. he was really influential. Uh, funnily enough, though, you look at Warpool ended up on 82. He started off horrible. Oh, could not Could not get near it. I think he was on like single digits first quarter, 20 at halftime. Yeah. And then came out with like a 60-point second half. Uh, he was huge in the second half, and he couldn't get anywhere near it in the first half. Probably him and Scrimshaw pretty much did an absolute reversal as far as scoring went. Um, Howe really did a number tagging uh, Cripps, and um, it was interesting. So Sam Walsh actually started off pretty well, and then he still got around it. But his scoring, I think that's probably his base, though, anyway. You're looking at an 80. I'm okay with it, whatever. Yeah, Sam Walsh, 79. So you kind of, I'm okay with that. I mean, in a That's game where, where Dale Thomas is your highest scoring player on 113 and might say a little bit about how they played, to yeah, be fair. Ed Kern now finally having a good game. Um, but the thing that you'll notice with, with Walsh is you can they have the last buy, so you can hold him all the way up to the buy. Yeah, you will. When it's his buy, you can either then look to change him or if you want to... he's not going to leak cash, is he? He's not going to leak... Well, he's going to get to 400 so quick, but he's you think he's going to... He's already I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. He got to 400 so quick. So you think he's going to actually try and... You know, stabilize from here. It's probably going to be about four fifty at the end of this round. Yeah, oh yeah, it's decent. It is, but it's yeah. If he starts to leak cash, you might have to move him earlier. But you'd, oh, you'd be, expect him to hold. I reckon that'll happen. No, and I think I think he'll still have some more one eighteen games, etc. I think he'll be like the Tim Kelly of last year. You just kind of hold him until the buys, and then if you Fair want enough. to move him on, then you can move him on. Has the Nick Newman experiment failed? Yes. Big question. So, well, we'll go through his uh, scores. He scored a fifty seven today. His average to this day was 92, which is respectable. Yeah, well, so all inflated from his first game. Um, he True. has had a couple of good games since. Simpson went down at halftime. Cade Simpson. Newman was on absolute piss all as well at halftime. It's true. Simpson didn't emerge after halftime. He was then on the bench in his jacket and apparently had hamstring tightness. Wow. So, so they took him Sim- off for tightness. Yeah, they took him off for tightness, which That's means strange. that he's pretty much done like a hamstring strain by the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, 35, which means Kate Simpson's going to be dropping cash like no tomorrow, but he is an old man. He's so already he- dropping cash like no tomorrow. I know. And now he's got a 35, so he's going to be like 400K and dropping easily. Um, look, we'll Nick see. Newman is averaging 86.5, including this week. Okay. And what I'll say about that is that's pretty much where I thought he would average for the season. Yeah. But With Simpson out, though, I, he could be a bit better. So I don't necessarily see him as a, a failed pick. 
But I do I think do. that other people thought that he would be people, top six, people top People that brought him in after round one would have had to expect he was going to be top I will, I saw him as a stepping stone. And that's, I mean, when when I looked at my team, I went, uh, I think Zach Williams has a higher chance of being top 10 than, um, than Nick Newman. And that's why I went, you know, yeah. Williams over Newman. I don't know if that's going to be right at the end of the year because you know, two weeks ago I would have happily, when, when Williams was at 60, I would have happily gone Williams to Whitfield if I had the cash. Yeah, 100%. But... That's proved to be the now, best non-move ever. Know, now it's worked out really well. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and a lot of people I'm were pretty looking, happy about that. <laughs> looking to trade, and uh, with Smith, we did say to hold because um, you know that game was his sixty-eight was just not efficient. Yeah. Um, let's go with Sam Petrovsky. Seaton got a seventy-four, but he got ninety-one in fantasy, which is funny as because he kicked a goal. Uh, 74 in Supercoach, and he played 87% time on ground. So his time on ground is up there for you, Chris, but his average will I be noticed, dropping. I noticed when I was in the previews that dropping. he'd already had five possessions, dropping, but he only had 14 Supercoach. Yeah. So it must have been a lot of uncontested stuff uh, early. Gibbons was actually really low on at halftime as well and ended up with a 51. So he actually oh, would have right. been decent helping. I think he got up the ground a little more in the second half. Um, didn't help. Colton actually really fought their way back into the game. I thought they were toast. The minute that Hawthorne leveled, I thought that Cullen were absolutely toast. And then they went and kicked a couple goals and actually had a lead. Hawthorne then kicked another couple goals and took the lead back again. It was actually a really interesting last quarter. Fair enough. It was. Um, now, I will shout out our uh, lovely people that have followed us during the last uh, hour or so. Yes. Kimbo Slice 18, Michael uh, 6600, and Ty Ray. Thank you very much for uh, following us. And also thank you to the random person, uh, whoever you are, Custard is your name, who donated $7 for being moist. <laughs> um, that's literally it. Custard donated six ninety nine dollars or $7, six, $7, and it just says moist. Thank you very so, much. It's probably $5 US, and that's why it's an uh, odd okay, number. Okay, i get you now. Yeah. yeah so thank like, you for the donation. It always helps. I mean, that'll uh, cover, uh, basically, it'll go towards some beers. That's pretty much what it does. All the costs of, yeah. Yeah, all run- and running the... Well, I mean, it's all the same, because we're going to drink anyway, so... That is true. <laughs> um, thank you very much. The last game is... I watched the, the end of this, and it looked like... Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, well, first, like, firstly, I had a look at the scores, and then I went, wow, look at that. Look at that ridiculous smashing. Yep. And look, I ne- I never thought that West Coast could win go- down at Cadinia Park, but dude, what West Coast oh, is turning got- up week to week. Week to week, they're turning up different squads now. I don't understand what's happened to the West Coast the last they year. They got flogged. They really missed um, Barris um, in defense. They're- and it's showing how important he it, is, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah. I think at Carlton's home ground, they were really switched on. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, 100%. Freakish. Um, you mean Geelong's home ground, so yeah, Geelong's yeah. home ground. So um, here's the they're thing. always good at Cadinia Park. So it's it's a narrow field. So I actually I wasn't expecting Petrotelli to score well at all because he can't get out the back. It's a narrow field. You're in each other's pockets. Yep. Yeah. So he only had a few disposals, kicked a goal, was lucky to get his forty or whatever he ended up with. Um, I was happy knowing. I, I, yeah. So I knew I was taking that low score. He actually got quite lucky to get that in the end. But I was adding that score to his last week's 100 to kind of average out what I would get while Setterfield field is obviously not on the field. So, mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, Tim Kelly actually did quite well. Um, don't think he caught much attention at all, to be honest. Um, Dangerfield clanged big time. Um, I think he actually had a bit more attention. But I didn't. I did miss the first half. He did, half. yeah. Well, so I, I watched this, most of the second half and uh, Danger just turned the ball over way too much. Um he had a really nice junk time goal to take his score to 94. Last minute of the game, he hits a he gets a contested possession knock on, 
um, and kicks a banana from the pocket yeah. to, to get 94. So First quarter, he wasn't on much. 20% disposal efficiency. By yeah. the end of the game, he was like 54% disposal Yeah, so he efficiency. got better as the game went on. Um, definitely got better as the game went on, but a lot of the Geelong team absolutely towed up. When I was looking uh, at the scores, I think it was like partway through the final quarter. I think it was like final quarter, maybe. Petrocelli was only on 28, and he had eight West Coast guys with less Supercoach scores than him, yep. which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Geelong had so many just tailing up the points. Ablett went absolutely nuts. Ended up with 28 disposals, two goals, one, 90% time on ground, which I think is a good stat for him being yep. on the ground more. Um, fantasy people can't wait, I think, for him to go forward next week in that change. I think that's very likely. But he turned it back big time and kicking... Oh, it looks like they've updated, by the way. Yeah, well, it's all these around six stats now. Well, that's so better. In there. That's much better. Okay. Uh, Stanley had a good game, but again, he was against uh, Hickey, who also scored well, so it was kind of like tit for tat there. Uh, Hawkins, 119, so he's gone big. Duncan was the big one, 116. Um, Stewart actually got another 98, so he's still averaging really well in the high 90s, I believe. So Stewart's going well. Uh, the ones we do need to note, are Constable got a 79, so still good for him ticking along. Let's have a look and see if we can get Constable's break even now. So, 37. Yep. He's still got a decent break even, 37. He's gone up to 303,000, which is fantastic That's for great. Charlie. Um, so he's up 170 grand. He's made a hell of a lot of yeah, cash. Looks he's like a he's a couple of weeks away, to be um, honest. Well, still projected to go up with a score of 81 next week, which is projected score. He'll go up another 20K. So yeah. definitely worth holding on to for another week at least. I think their draw gets easier, Geelong, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if he actually made a few more tons coming down the line. So yeah, definitely worth it for Charlie and, and good on him. Uh, Atkins um, got a 47. Uh, he a, was on bugger all, too, for most of the game. So yeah, he well, he was moved into the he midfield late. I know, he moved up late, got, got a some couple tackles, got some tackles, got yep. some clearances. Uh, he did well, um, Still has a low break even of 25. He's at 232,000 now, so decent cash. Yeah, not bad. Um, might want to hold him for one more week and then see how you go. Depending on what gets named this week, I am with you. That's true. And I just want to uh, highlight a couple of things. First of all, let's have a look at Kelly because I think he will be 86, a massive... 86, so he dropped cash. He got an 86 and his break even was a low 100, Who? remember? Yeah, Tim yeah, Kelly. Kelly yeah. yeah. So let's have a look at what it is. I think it'll normalize this week. And I think if you want to get Tim Kelly, this has to be the week that you do it. What's happening here? Oh, wait, that's Zach Tui, not Tim Kelly. Close. Same thing. There he is. All right. So break even of 62. So that's wow, completely he, gone. So he's, he's going back up out. this week. He's bottomed out 476K. I don't think you're going to get him any cheaper than that. I think he's pretty much a must-have this week if you don't have him. So that's the one that you're probably going to want to get in this week. Yep. Um, Tim Kelly. Uh, I don't think there's really much else to say about no, there's that. There's not much else to say about that I think that most people will want to have him in. Um, and the one that I also want to highlight is Elliot Yo because I think that he's a massive trade-in target as well. So with that 116, he now has a break-even 100. He's actually gone back up in price. Um, he's now at 520K, and his last is he's finally got some a little bit of consistency into his season. So his last few games, he's netted. So he went uh, 114, 86, 116. I do think that you can probably expect around about that 108 to 112 average for the rest of the season for him. However, it um, is risky. It's, it is risky, but I think that that's the whole thing with Gaff coming back. It completely changed his role. He's getting a lot less attention. Gaff's getting the you know the main attention there. You know, Gaff with the 76 here as Yo's well. Yo's goal was actually really good late. 
Yeah, um, kicked it on the run. Oh, yeah, it, was, it, was it was actually a really good cracking goal. Dom Sheed, though, only uh, 72 supercoach from 20 disposals. Yep. Uh, the Dom Sheed has failed. If you haven't moved him on, bank your price Do and it. move him on. Move him on, upgrade him if you can. Um, I think yes. that's a very important thing to do this uh, week. Darling, again, another 22. So his combined scores, what's that, 31 for two weeks? Oh, I don't even He's got to be cheap. Darling he has to be, be cheap. absolutely cheap. Dirt cheap. Uh, stupidly. Jack Darling. Oh, oh, wait. Oh. That's, that's, that's not Jack Darling. He's got to be so cheap. Uh, the internet's playing funny bug. It's probably a Supercoach site, to be fair. Um, here we go. Break even of 101. Oh, that's, no, that's... That's Shannon It's not loading. Uh, let's have a look at him while we're here, though. Uh, so 101. He is a good option. Um, he's gone up 60K. He's now 586, so he's still quite high. I think there are other priorities outside of him. Um, he's in 11% of teams. He's in way more teams than I thought he was. Shannon Hearn. Well, I know a few people have actually jumped ship to him, so that makes sense. Uh, he's a good op- op- upgrade option. Yep, definitely. Okay. Well, let's bring up some break-evens and that kind of thing. Yeah, let's including... We'll bring up the uh, the break-evens, guys. Um, so yeah, I think we can have actual... a look at the bubble boys and we can have a look at the trade-out targets. It is the website. Yeah. It, it, everyone's on right now, so that's what happens. All right. So Jacqueline Haitley, Jackson Haitley, of course, has still got the highest break-even, but um, he's only had one game, so we can't trade him in this week. We've still got Josh Rotham there if he does get named at some point. Um, I was a little bit disappointed he wasn't a late in this week, considering they had a late... Oh, did they, oh no, they didn't oh, have a late out. I just freaked out, Chris. I was like, what the hell? It's telling me my total score, and I thought I actually jumped out in rank. I'm actually now ranked inside the top 5,000, 4,700. Well done, well done. And good. I won all 10 of my leagues. Yeah, boy. Oh, nice. I think I won quite a few um, of my leagues. So that's good. Okay, so I got, uh, what I get? 22.16. So after all the mayhem of those other guys, I'm now 4,728. So I've actually jumped up. Six and a half thousand ranks this week. Well done, sir. I think you might be it above me now. It makes me, me feel now. much better. I think I would because you were... I was just, just ahead of you yeah, last week. And yeah. now you probably are not. Yeah, agreed. Oh, well, I'll wait for my thing to load. Anyway, um, so we've got uh, Josh Rotham still there to be able to be picked up. Um, Larky, of course, only one game, not in the bubble. Answorth, definitely be taking a, um, a side of him. Uh, ignore Joyce at all costs. Will Hayes is probably the main one. Break even of negative 57. Um, averaging 63, um, decent enough. You can probably, uh, ex- acceptable to be having on-field or loophole option on-field, depending yeah, on you could probably loop with, like, Stack or someone else, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, if he gets, like, 60 on average, you're looking at, um... Clark got, what, 60-ish average, and he went to yep. about 250K, except he was, a, obviously, a much higher stunning price. So, yeah, it looks like Will Hayes could get 100K... Uh, for you, hopefully. So yeah, true. Uh, definitely a good option, and more importantly, free up some cash. You can actually start to make some upgrades. Um, now, also um, with a negative break even of negative thirty one, a forward rookie is Mitch Lewis, who is a key forward. Um, he's averaged fifty nine over his two games. Uh, look, I don't love it because um, key forwards t- typically just don't score well, um, especially rookie key forwards. But um, you know, if you're desperate for a forward rookie, maybe you've got a um, He's so expensive, though. Yeah, one at one forty nine. There's no chance I'm getting him in. No, me neither. But don't talk about him anymore. Maybe maybe it's your only option. And you need a forward rookie. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, outside of that, there's really uh, literally no one else. Tom Sparrow's is still there. Um, Zach Clark, of course, if you want to spend a bit of cash money, is still there. And then you've got Lockie Young. So he's one that um, he he looks good when he's got the ball, but just doesn't get enough of it. Um, so he's averaging 47, but he's 120k defender. 
with uh, negative 24 break-even. So yeah. Let's go by price jump. Yes, let's do that. Go by cash cow for me. So we can just have a quick look. So it should still be the highest one from West Coast, even though he's probably not playing again, because let's face it. Yep. Um, yeah, Rotham. So if he, you know, again, projected to go up 71K, but he hasn't been named two times running. Um, Ross, so what's he gone to? 190, has he? Oh, that hurts. 190 already, yeah. Oh, and tip, that hurts. Tip to go up another 50K, yeah. That hurts, which there's really no one there except for Will Hayes. That's yeah. the ups- and that's so upsetting. The unfortunate thing is that like it, this is peak upgrade season and there's there's no nothing, one. no forwards, no defenders. There's people coming through, only midfielders. Yeah, that's it. There's only midfielders. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I've, Mitch Lewis comes into calculation. So maybe you just have to. I might just have to go Rotham and just hope he plays another two games at some point. I actually considered. I, I was really hoping he came in last week and I would have pulled the trigger on him. Well, I was hoping I could push Darcy more forward and put Rotham in defence, and then that way I wouldn't have to play Petroselli and Parker. I could have loopholed. Ah. except Darcy Morrissey played before I knew he was Unlucky. playing. So. I couldn't do that. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Uh, what about the go to the one after week uh, eight? Let's see if anyone had a good week this week. This one, next one over. Ah, okay. So cool. they'll do the projected for the round after. So that'll give us at least some insight into not this week but the one after. So Hately, if it gets named Ainsworth, that's the one. So yep. that's probably the one. Uh, Corbett, Josh Corbett as well. We've got coming through. So that's it. Corbett, Ainsworth, Hately, and Will Hayes. Yeah, um, I think Ainsworth. If, if Ainsworth gets to Rotham, game three, sorry. he's in my team. Yeah, I, I think he's a rookie that can play a lot of games Where and be really, really good. Where are all these rookies? Where are all these talents that's not not getting games? We'll Chris. see how we go. Um, the more the more that these rookies aren't named, the more I actually think mid pricer was the way to go this year. Yeah, true, true. Guns um, and rookies only works if rookies are coming through. Fair enough. All right, now let's get to some Twitch questions before we close it out. If you've got any further yep. questions, uh, do let us know. We're now going to go through any questions that happened while we were doing our review. Um, okay, so... Darcy Moore to Tim Kelly, if you can afford that. Yes, this is the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that you could probably go... Like, if, you, if you can avoid trading Darcy Moore, then avoid it. Yeah, but because if, you, it, if you don't have the cash, then... It's better playing, say, let's say you've got um, Dangerfield, Heaney, Kelly, Darcy Moore, and then two rookies, or... Maybe yeah. you've got another, like maybe a Boke in there or something, and then Darcy Moore and then Drew. Um, if you can somehow ma- like manage to manicure your forward line so that you've got only Drew as your only on-field rookie, you're going well. Yeah. And I think that should be your early goal. Get it to the point where Drew can be the only left um, forward rookie, and then you can work on the rest of your team. Because everybody else, you've got... Decent rookie coverage in your midfield. You got decent rookie coverage in, in defense. defense. That forward line, yeah, that's where so, I'm. That's where I'm hurting at yeah. the moment because I have literally Bynes, Setterfield, Parker, yeah. and Prechatelli. And so I have to play two of those on field. Yeah. And obviously Bynes can't play because he's just swinging. So at some stage, Darcy Moore is going to have a game where he goes one ten. It's going to happen. So yeah, he will have an even bigger price jump. And I can I can imagine Darcy Moore at some point being worth three eighty to four hundred k. In which case, he's a one trade option to someone else, a Justin Westhoff, or a yeah, he's just 50k been... upgrade to a and again, three rounds premium. running, he's been he's hit 50 at halftime and then just ended up with a 79 or an 80. So his yep. price has still been pretty good, so, yeah. but he is going, he can actually have a good score. And once he does, that price yeah. will yeah, go up 100%, especially around his price point at this point in time. I, yeah, so I definitely prefer to keep Darcy Moore, but if, if it's your only way to get Tim Kelly, then just do it, pull the trigger. Yeah, bring him in. Let's do it. 
All right. Um, Clark to Hall or someone else? Uh, no, do not do no, not trade to Clark Hall. Uh, Clark Hall. Clark Hall. Uh, yeah, you, you've missed the boat on Hall, unfortunately. Um, so he, if you won't make enough money to make the trade worth it. No, um, especially with the, the games he's had, he's just gone high in price. Yeah. Stupidly. Yeah. He'd There's be... no point because any time that they've already had a few games, the more they make so much cash early that after that, the cash is actually really slow. And at that point, you actually take a risk because they're not going to make you 100K to 150K well, anymore. I actually think you have to upgrade Clark to get to Hall. What's so he now? 244? Marty Hall's at 264. Oh, yeah, yeah. He actually, he's going to cost you money. Yeah. That's, so... yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, um, I wouldn't do that. What's he? He's doing about 140k then. That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quickly, oh, really quickly. Yeah, really yeah. quickly. Yeah. And he's probably got a low break even still. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, what did you score this week? We did go through at the start, so yeah. you can actually watch um, these streams. Uh, they obviously will be on all of our platforms, but you yeah. can watch them back on Twitch. Oh, try and find out what you're time. ranked, Chris. Um, yeah, so I scored 22.11, and I'm ranked uh, 4,728 now. I pushed out again in my rank, which is strange. I'm only 80 points less than you, but I pushed out that much. Further. So I'm 13, 2, 2, 3. You're 13, 1, 4, one, 3. Four, three. So, there's so 80 points. 80 points between us is 4,000 ranks. So yeah. that's crazy. That's tight. That's insane. It's very tight. Um. So yes, yeah, so I, uh, I am ranked 8,356. And you know what's more important, Chris? What's that? We're now 3 all. We are 3 all. <laughs> it won't won't last long. Three I blame Robbie Ray, to be fair. That is true. He has really screwed you the last two weeks. So. Yeah, we'll see how we go. I won six of nine leagues. I did all win all of my important leagues. So all of my division leagues, the, the division league that I'm in, I won the uh, cash league that I'm in, and I won the rivalry league that I'm in as well. So uh, Speaking of which, you, you look at those. I'm going to look at our leagues. Yep, that's fine. Um, so thoughts on Jack Steele time trade? Yes, I do believe, um, believe so. Michelle? Not only that, if you don't have um, McRae, he's dropping price. With yep. two sub-100 scores, he is actually going to be ripe for the picking at this point in time. That's true. Uh, do you think Canelo was robbed? No, I, no, I don't. Looking at the stats, no. He turned the ball over way too much. Um, and not contested either. He had actually two-thirds uncontested. Yeah, he actually had seven contested possessions and one free kick four, so eight um, out of his 24, which is unlike him. He usually has a lot more. All the other midfielders in the GWS midfield had a minimum of 14 uh, with a maximum of 19 contested possessions. So all of the weighting and all of the points were all going to all of the mids outside of Canelio. Um, his junk, his last goal was a junk time goal. It was a nothing goal and that didn't score very well. And there was just no scaling in that game. So yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. Our Supercoach Insider 002 league, our second league, ranked 65. Our Division 1 team is ranked 46, hey, which I'll go think Div one. is absolutely crazy. Uh, our The A team is ranked 55, which I think is interesting. And there's a few. We actually got quite a few around the 100 mark. And um, yeah, so like 001, uh, you're looking at uh, 225 and that kind of thing. So between 100 and 200, really good. We've but got about four leagues. 002 in the top, and our top division, division 1 league is in the top 50, which I, I like think it. is awesome. Just so got to gotta aim for that top go 10, Div guys. One. All right. Um, do you think? Uh, sorry, uh, those people complaining about Supercoach score should stick to DT. <laughs> well, pretty uh, much. It's that's the thing with Supercoach. It really does the how far you kick it, how efficient you are. Um, they all play in as a factor. Yes, I know it's frustrating at times because, like the umpiring, it can be up to well, their that's, discretion. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, people understand that they're Supercoach scores, and they people understand that when you play good, you get good Supercoach scores. But yeah. Champion Data have forever been a little bit blase about what scores what. And it's it's probably because it's there's a lot of things that go into it, 
and they don't want to have to explain that was considered a long effective kick. Um, oh, that no, and then people adding them on Twitter, being like you, being like, oh, that was so a tackle that you know he disposed of the ball incorrectly or blah blah. Whereas that's, that's the only time I've ever done that. Yeah, it was because I was like, hang on, he's just going minus points. Uh, I, in my head, I'm like, they're going to sort this out. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to like tweet them just yeah. so they know to sort their stuff but out. But 100%, it will just open this can of worms that I don't want to do. because Yeah, because if they tell them that, then all of a sudden if something happens and they interpret it differently, yeah. it's just going to go against well, them. But here, here's the thing that is consistent though. If you do good things and you're efficient and it changes the weight of the game, they give you points They do. They threefold. Scale. Yeah, but huge. For example, there was this one um, goal assist that Lloyd got this like last week and I don't think he was attributed the goal assist. So he kicks it to open space and the player runs onto the ball and stepped inside and kicked a goal. Now, because he didn't, it wasn't, it, that's not considered an effective kick because it went to space, he kicked it to space. So it's not, an, it was, it was not more than 40 meters and it yeah. was, so it was a, it was an ineffective kick, even though it was a goal assist. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they wouldn't take... They've got, like, hard rules on what is what. Yeah, so it's like, okay, but, so he doesn't get an effective kick, but then he gets an assist, so it kind of balances yeah, it out a little bit. Well, it doesn't, but, like, you know, a, a brain should go, no, that's an effective kick, and that's a goal assist. And, but it's not. But people will complain about that yeah. when that's not how they actually work out. It's it's very black and white how they do their stats. It's it's either it is or it isn't. There's yeah. no in between. I am with which you. Which is how unprimed should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. No, I, I'm with you there. So um and again with the, the scaling, if you do something that is does change the weight of the game, your points will go up. And then if you do some more things that change the weight of the game, it actually just keeps on really floating. But if you do nothing, you kind of hover there and then you actually start to go backwards in points because your impact on the game starts to get a bit less and less and less. Yeah. So, you know, Neil had like three things in a row that just went bang, bang, bang. And he's literally just gone, whoop, catch you later. Yeah. So. Uh, now, Tatum SNN just said uh, Newman actually went off injured as well. Uh, so that's no good for the Blues. Um, so we'll see. We'll track that one with interest. Um, Maybe March Bank will finally do something. Ando just said he had a 508. He was a ranked 508 for the week. So well done, Ando. Oh, nice work, Ando. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He had a really good score. Do you go more for Daniel or Kelly? So that's a tough one. I'd probably go Kelly, Kelly. because there's more chance that he's going to go up in price and be out of reach. Um, whereas Daniel looks like he's going to be consistent and therefore his price and is going to vary too much. more people have Kelly who can probably has a higher ceiling than Daniel. Yeah. Ke- so Kelly could have a game Caleb, where it goes 140. And yeah, then he Caleb's just, he not going to hurt you. you. Yeah, He won't hurt you because yeah. he's not in as many teams. So I think Kelly is the one yeah. if you really want I to. agree. I think Kelly is probably the one that you should probably get. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I've got to work out ways to get him in this week. So Excellent. And Andrew just said he's uh, ranked 4,548. So you guys are in a very similar We are vote. in a very... four five seven eight. Uh, yeah, four five four eight. Sorry, four five four eight. And lastly, Luke two two K said about forty k away from upgrading Goldie to Gorn. What rookie do I downgrade? He's about hundred eighty head. Um, uh, well, it depends on what your team is, mate. Um, it, what I upgrading, would do is, is it upgrading Goldie. He's going to go Goldie to Gorn. Yeah. Ooh. Oh well, you probably started the season thinking that as well. Yeah, Made one hundred and fifty k in the meantime. But what's oh, the di- no? It hasn't. What's the difference? He said, said 40K. Is that it? Yep. Between the two? Yep. But Gorn's actually done quite well. I don't understand how that happened. No, he didn't because he had the, that down game early and then he had a, like 110 or something similar. Well, if he's only 40K, then I'd do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you can get there cheap enough. If you can get the there cash, with 40k, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, if you have to downgrade to I get... I would just message us. We'll yeah, just, we'll just help you show out. Show us your team. Either on Twitter or Facebook, or you can actually message us through Twitch as well. Yep. Uh, and we'll be able to help you out there. We just need to have a look at your team. Okay. All right. Well, that pretty much sums us up, I think, Chris. Uh, not as many rookies that I was hoping for, but I guess we'll see what happens at team announcement on Thursday, and hopefully we actually get some good surprises on debutants and people that we can hope for to hold their spots, which would be even better. So That's true. Yes. All right. Well, I think that pretty much sums us up. It uh, does. Thank you for staying with us for the Sunday night special. and um, We'll see you Thursday. See you Thursday night for a quick little team announcement. And in the meantime, I hope you have a hashtag blessed your team. And um, yeah, try not to trade too early. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Catch you later. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry. I